Hello and welcome to Hunting Options, a special crossover podcast that dares to venture into the place where TV and video games overlap. I'm Broderick Gordis of the Hunting Seasons podcast. I'm Joel McDonald of the Dialogue Options podcast. And I'm Kyron Morrison, also from the Dialogue Options podcast. And today we'll be discussing Life is Strange. Hey, fellas. Hey. How are we doing? Oh, good. pretty good. Yeah, it's good. really good. So, so some food, I'm feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> It is, has been good. We finally got your burger, Kyron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got there <laughs> eventually. eventually. Yeah. To tell that story of how Joel <laughs> forgot Look, all right. to order your Look, burger. We don't really need to call it out. It's already happened, out. so it's fine. fine. No, we're here <laughs> already. Fine. Let's go on. Oh, go good. on. What good. happened, Joel? How did you stuff this one up? Oh, I love it because this is like a two-step story Because first a- it's him cutting you out <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah I, I, I denied f- uh, broad food And then I, I also somehow managed to not order Kyron his food When we eventually rectified that So, I don't know One must eat, the other must die <laughs> In this situation <laughs> And he chose me in the end, isn't that I, nice? I know <laughs> Can't wait to record with you later because I was at his house so we should explain for those who are unaware, I think this podcast is going to end up in both of our podcast feed. Yes. Um, I'm from the Hunting Seasons podcast. It's a TV podcast. Uh, so if you're a Dialogue Options listener, you may have heard me. I think I've been on your podcast mm-hmm. before. We usually uh, once give you a shout out like once a week. As well. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. As well. Which so is really, that. really nice. Yep. Um, and so you guys obviously do Dialogue Options, which yes. is what? Uh, we have a video games podcast where we... Talk about all the latest and greatest news, what we've been playing. Um, we answer questions from listeners, like yourself, Brod. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just have a good time. We're just two two good friends that like to talk about video games. Usually, so we decided to record it. Usually we just go on for too long we certainly about, do. about topics that we love. <laughs> if you've got three hours to kill and you want to listen to us talk about Red Dead, for, Red Dead Redemption for like an hour and 15 <laughs> minutes, uh, last week's episode is for you. That was so. actually a really good discussion and you did a good job of not getting into spoilers at all because that's where I'm going to turn off the next time you do that. Yeah. That's fair. Like, skip th- ahead. Hey, I, if it helps, like, I've barely played any more, so... <laughs> it's true, yeah. Like, I, I've played a, a, a bit more, but I haven't done anything that's, like, spoilerific, really, <laughs> to be fair, so... Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and so, Kyron, you've been on the podcast, the Honey yes. Seasons podcast before. I have crossed over once before. When we did uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock, that's right. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was good. That was a good episode. It was good. It was, it was good. missing it was a little bit of, like, the female perspective of the episode, unfortunately. <laughs> And you know what? Despite what I said, I I bought it on Blu-ray. Oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, that being said, I want to mention that actually now, Damask of the Hunting Seasons podcast would love to have been here today, but has not been able to find time to play Life is Strange. She actually purchased it. She bought it to play and just hasn't had the time to play it, unfortunately. It would have been great to have her on, but we had to get this podcast out eventually. So I assumed it was me. You assumed what was you? <laughs> but, it, but it was me. She wasn't on the, the picnic. <laughs> it was just like, hey, oh, Kyron's going to be on. I'm not available, so... <laughs> Uh, it would be really interesting if she does down the track. If she gets to, to, get it, to it, yeah, I'll definitely get her to talk about it on hunting seasons yes. for sure. Love to hear that. All right, let's move on. Before we start talking about life and strange, life is strange. Let's do a little bit of a uh, off-topic uh, segment, shall we? Go or go. Today we're calling this segment Dope Topic, Nope Topic. If you're familiar with the Hunting Seasons podcast, we have Off Topic, Hop Topic. You guys have Dope or Nope and you have Quest Log as well. And we're going to sort of make a monstrous crossbreed of the hunting, this Hunting Seasons and oh Dialogue God. Options podca- podcast into one segment called Dope Topic, Nope Topic. Each of our hosts are going to bring a news item or topic to the table for discussion. Uh, Kyron, what have you got for us today? What have I got? Well... I actually, I, I talked about it briefly with you last week, Joel, uh-huh. but uh, Castlevania season two hit Netflix and I have been 
lucky enough. Well, not lucky enough. I was I was going to control myself and watching it, but I just binged it all in like That's two days. That's not the Netflix way. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so it. I watched all of all of Castlevania season two. So Castlevania. So this is the Netflix, a, na- Netflix anime. Yes. That's based off the video game series yeah. from the original NES onwards. Like to, sort of today. like loosely Castlevania three. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Oh. Um, and that's this is the second season. The first season had how many episodes? It was like four. It was like yeah, it was really short. It was four because it was meant to be like a two parter. It was three. It was, it was three. It was it, it was, was short. short. Okay, yeah. Right. And then in the end, they were like, you know what? We won't do the second part because we'll just do like a full second season. Right. Oh, so they're going to do. Oh, yeah. so they've actually ended up expanding it. To yeah. Season. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, and it definitely pays off. Uh, so the second season, as good as the first, better. Uh, what was different? I would be interested to hear what some people think about it. I really enjoyed it because. As much as I liked the first season, the second season actually like pumps the brakes. Oh, okay. Like, because the first season was it was obviously short, and there was a lot of action that happened, especially towards the end. But uh, the second season actually goes, hang on a second, this could be something, and it sort of spends time expanding the world and characters. Right. And and pulling from honestly Castlevania games I haven't played. Like, there's a couple of characters that rock up from the uh, PS2 ones. Oh, okay. I forget their names, but I, I, <laughs> not the games. I knew that I saw the names Hector and Isaac. I'm like, oh, they're in those weird 3D PS2 Castlevanias that I never touched. Ooh, right. But uh, yeah, and it, man, it's just, it was really good. Okay, that's good awesome. to hear. Yeah. Is there, so it's recognizably Castlevania, obviously. Yes. It's taking bits and pieces of story. Is I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, very loosely because obviously. Adapting the Castlevania, a game of that to the anime. <laughs> Not very interesting, honestly. Sure. Right. Especially like it's just sort of walking forward and maybe <laughs> going to a branching path and going, I'll go this way. Are this there time. whips? There is a whip. Oh, okay. good. Excellent. It's like, well, a, good. it's like a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a specific one. For someone a like, specific one, I mean, yeah. like myself, who I'm familiar with Castlevania, but have never played a Castlevania game. Yes, Joel. Um, do you, and I've watched, I watched the first episode. I just haven't got around to watching the rest of it. But do you think this is a, a good entry into the Castlevania series as a way for people who may not have known about Castlevania I mean, in the first if, place? I mean, if you watch this and are interested, I mean, definitely yes. But uh, also, d- just remember, they are, the Castlevania game, well, the older ones that these are based off, are not so heavily focused on story. Right. Yeah. But uh, if you think the setting is cool and you like the characters, then um, yeah, dip your toes in there and check them out because cool. they are fun. Awesome. Uh, and I still... I still like what it does with the dynamic of like, is it spoilers to talk about Alucard? Spoiler. I don't know. Alucard, I think Alucard is <laughs> a like, character. He's like a poster yeah. boy for Castlevania now. So, yeah. right. Yeah. So there's like a very, like the playful dynamic between um, Trevor Belmont and Alucard in this season is great. Right. And I, I still oh, really- Oh, it's Trevor Belmont. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I started watching like episode two and I just kept saying Belmont and I missed the- I, I, Oh, okay. I sort of haven't been watching it properly. Right. And I was like, That's I bad. wonder which Belmont this is. Okay, so, I mean, okay. I actually did it after I finished season two. I was like, you know what? I've got to go back and look at the timeline just to refresh like the Belmonts mainly. I was right. like, where does right. Simon Belmont happen? It's like a like 100 years or so after these characters. Oh, so, so this is... Oh, okay. yeah. I'm pretty sure okay. okay. interesting. Tell. So, that, there was recently... They confirmed there's going to be a season three. Yes. And it'll be 10 episodes, I think, this time. Yeah. And it's going to be set in the future, isn't it? So, theoretically... Oh, <laughs> is that, uh, that's why red. I mean, I, I, I remember seeing the season three confirmation. Yeah. Uh, in the being set in the future is not impossible. Like there are, okay. there are games that happen. Boy, there's a lot of Castlevania games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't really re- realize until I looked at the timeline how crazy that series got. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I would believe a future. And with the subject matter of Castlevania as well, like it's 
not hard for people to survive. Oh no! Long Again, into like, the future as well. So I mean, obviously, sure. Alucard <laughs> can easily stick around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he's got no troubles there. Yeah. Uh, I would be curious if they did that though, because how season two sort of ends up, from what I've read of those PS2 games, deals sort of like, the, the PS2 games are set in a scenario. Similar to the one the series is in now, so oh, I'm okay. actually now curious where it's so going to go. So maybe not. Maybe it is set. Yeah, I may have misread that. By the way, but I mean, I, I passing guess, glance. I guess technically anything ahead in time is the future. That's true too. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, guys. Good You're point. welcome. Because <laughs> uh, there anything Castlevania coming out game wise anytime soon? I mean, PS4 recently got like the Requiem Collection, mm-hmm. yeah, which bundles together Symphony of the Night, which is like the iconic Metroidvania. Yeah. Castlevania game that everyone's probably heard of if you know the series. If you're into video games. Yeah, if you're into video yeah. games, yeah. should clarify. Uh, and it bundles it with Rondo of Blood, which is actually one I've never played. It's the prequel. It is. It's, yeah, and it, but it has Richter Belmont in it. Yeah. So this is why I was shaking my fist angrily that it's not on Switch. Yeah. Because Konami comes along and goes, hey, uh, we'll put Alucard and uh, Richter Belmont and Simon Belmont in uh, your Smash game. But you're not getting the collection of these two games. You don't get them. So weird. I know. Yeah. So weird. It's it's it's. Uh, I'll take the promotion, I guess. Yeah. That so advertisement on a different console. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Runner of Blood though is like, uh, it's a prequel and that was never really released in the West. Oh, did not come to the West. Yeah. No. It's yeah. A, it was. It was weird. This was back when Konami basically had like a different Castlevania game for each like right. console. Because oh. like if I'm correct, I could be way off base here. But um, because there was Castlevania, there was Super Castlevania Four. Yep. And there was Symphony of the Night, and there was Rondo of Blood, and they were sort of all different. And right. okay. we just never. Yeah, I Rondo of Blood came to the Wii Virtual Console, I think. But by that point, I wasn't really looking at Virtual Console anymore. I right. was again someone who hasn't played a Castlevania game at all. But like uh, I, I was listening to Jared Petty on the kind of funny games cast talk about this game and where it's set and how it plays into symphony of the night sounds really fascinating. So that's why I was like, huh, I mean, we want to play this. They are very specifically bundled together. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've heard. Cool. Mm. Uh, Joel, what do you bring to, to us today for, uh, what are you calling this? Dope topic, nope topic. Dope topic, nope topic. Yeah. Rolls off the tongue. Really it really does. Nice and easily. Um, yeah, no, I, I just thought we'd, I'd, Look forward to the the films and things that I'm looking forward to seeing later on the year. I was sort of thinking about today, um, sort of thinking about some trailers that I'd seen recently, and I was like, "Wow, there's actually quite a few things I'm excited for." So I'd sort of I'd bring like a discussion of things that maybe what you guys are excited for towards the end of the year at the cinemas or on TV or anything like that as well. Uh, sure. What give us the um, the list of things coming up at the cinemas? Um, well, okay, we'll go from like. From well, it's November now, so we'll go it from is a, it on is there. Already I November. guess. Yeah, so uh, so we got things like November. We've got things like uh, Holmes and Watson, but that's uh, yeah. Well, that's so that way. So like, let's go through this. So that's the one uh, Will Farrell and John C. Riley. John C. Riley yes. together like, again. Yeah, as uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. So yeah, I I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like I... I like the idea in theory. I think yeah. it's definitely doable. I think there's been enough... How many Sherlock Holmes movies have there been? Oh, so like, right. There's been millions of them nearly, yeah, right? exactly. And so the idea of doing like a comedy version of that, I think there's anything inherently wrong with that idea. No. Um, it's just whether it's going to be any good or not. It's, That's it's, the question is how much you like Will Farrell and John exactly. C. Riley. Exactly. That, that duo be, will, yeah. will, sh- will shape how you see that it's movie. It's going to be the same oh, jokes. Yeah. It's like, do we, do we just become best friends? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> 
but just in like you know, people Victorian want that Step Brothers too, man. So that's maybe true. That's really true. And people did people want Anchorman too? <laughs> no, I didn't want Anchorman one personally. I, but oh, wow, that's oh, right. That, that's a yeah controversial topic. Yeah. I didn't think sorry, about that sorry, I I brought this up. <laughs> I will the, leave. Keep the hornet's nest. Um, I mean, we've got Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, which yeah. I was excited about. I was yeah. very excited about until I just literally before we started recording tonight saw that the, some of the reviews had gone up for it and people are just like, it's not great. So I'm yeah. sure it's going to look pretty. Like those trailers have like oh, fun visuals in there. Absolutely. I love Harry Potter. I love the books particularly. Yep. Um, the movies are pretty good generally. Yep. There's some stuff in there that I don't like much at all and some stuff that I really enjoy. The first Fantastic Beast did nothing for me really. Like That's fair. Like, ah. Uh, I, I've got numerous problems with that film, mainly just being bored in the middle of it. Okay, it's, that's it's fair. a big part of it, and just going on way too long. I was just excited to have uh, like main screen time representation for uh, a fellow Hufflepuff, so that was that was why I'm a big fan of that movie. No, it, I, I, he is in the wrong company to be. Uh... <laughs> I really am. I'm like in between you as well. Like I'm positioned. I feel like I'm going to get ambushed. Den of vipers. I, yeah, I really am. I'm wearing my Hufflepuff shirt as well. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I. I I really liked I really liked the first movie. I yeah. quite enjoyed it. Uh, my wife and I both did. We saw it twice because um, we took some friends of ours to go see it as well. Because um, we we're like, you got to come and see it with us, and we just wanted an excuse to go see it again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and so I was really excited to see this, and I was hoping, and then all the stuff with Johnny Depp come coming around, and I was like, no, but it's it's just a little airborne. It's still good, <laughs> like that, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, now I'm just sort of like a little bit deflated about it. Um, I'll probably still see it though. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear what the general audience reaction is to it. Because I, yeah. I, I, I tend to fall in line with what a lot of critics think on stuff. Not always. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I do, rather than the audience reaction. Mm-hmm. Audience members, some audience members liked um, Justice League. So, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do I, this is where we fall away. Some people apparently like Suicide Squad as well. That too, like, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Allegedly. It sells a lot of merchandise. <laughs> hey, like- Oscar winning Suicide oh, Squad. Let's, let's not. Don't you bring that here. <laughs> let's not bring this in. Every time Suicide Squad. Leave that at the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm a bit disappointed about that. And there was things about it I, I like the idea of. Um, who's playing Dumbledore? Um, uh, Jude Law. Jude Law. Like, that, yeah. that was a good choice. Good cast. Like, there's stuff there to be interested in. And then, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah. Nick, what else is coming? Um, Give me something else. Something else? All right. Well, I'll, I'll skip over a couple. I, Bring I know, some fire. I know you're... I haven't watched the first one, but I know you're excited for Creed 2. Yes. Well, yes and no. Okay. So, I'm a massive fan of Creed. Right. Like, I've watched that movie three or four times so far. I walked out of that film. No, I didn't walk out. I watched it. I think I DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Okay. And, like, I'd heard good things, but, like, was pumped, was Amped. I was okay. so into that movie. And then I had to show Liam, my brother, and was like, you got to watch this. I reckon this is amazing. And he sort of, you know, half skeptical, but interested, watched it and came out at the end of it went, that was so good. I'm like, right. yes, this is a fucking great movie. And I legitimately think it might be one of the, my top 10 movies of the decade. Wow. Like, I really, really, really like Creed a lot. I think it's so good. Do you, like, do you need to have prior Rocky knowledge? No. I tried okay, to watch good. Rocky 1... I, 
okay, this is going to sound sacrilege because a lot of people like Rocky and I think there's good reason to like Rocky. I tried to watch it basically. It was almost like a sleepover and this is not that like too distant past either. It was a, it was a bad scenario. It was okay, not how right. you should watch Rocky because okay. it's it's a slower paced film. It takes a long time to get going and we're just like bored now and turned it off about, you know, 30 minutes into it. Okay. Um, so didn't go in with any real love for Rocky at all. And I know that Creedon is in a lot of ways sort of like a remake almost or like a reboot of the okay. Rocky sort yep. of story. Um, but with um, Adonis Creed instead of Rocky Balboa, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and modernized, obviously, and it's but it's just it uh, filmed amazingly, great acting, great writing, great music. Like Ryan Coogler is a fantastic director. Yep. Michael B. Jordan is excellent. Like Sylvester Stallone is fantastic in that. Everything about that movie, it's so okay. good. Have either of you two seen that? I, I haven't. No. I haven't either. That, I, actually. I, I, I was when I was working at this. Uh, I used to work at a cinema, and I I saw bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. While I was like doing cinema checks, and it looked fascinating, but I was always under that impression of like, oh, but it's like it's part of the Rocky franchise. So you yeah, it doesn't to- matter. Okay, cool. That's I'm curious if this one because this one obviously has the son of of Drago. Drago. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's like this is the son of Adonis Creed is of, of, of Apollo, Apollo Creed, Creed is Adonis Creed, yeah. right. and so the son of and I haven't watched Rocky Five or whatever or three, whichever one that is, is like yeah, the son of. Ivan Drogo oh, yeah. or Drago or whatever it is, yeah. yeah. And so this is the where I start to get a little bit like uh, about it, right? Because from what I understand, the Rocky series starts in a certain place and then it kind of gets batshit crazy and just progressively gets worse in a lot of ways. I think people will generally agree on that sense. They'll have different favorites or highlights and lowlights. The the thing I'm worried about, A, Ryan Coogler isn't directing the second one. He oh. isn't? Oh, wow, no, I didn't know that. It's a different director. Ryan Coogler was producing, but he's not directing. Right. So if Ryan, if Ryan Coogler was directing, I'd be like, total faith, can't wait to see yeah, yeah, this, like yeah. no problems whatsoever. Um, he's not directing. I don't know. I can't remember off the top of my head who he is. But I watched the first trailer and was a little bit like, mm, I don't know, this doesn't feel as good. It doesn't. It's got a bit of a different vibe to it. I'm just a little bit skeptical of if it can approach what the first one did. How how sleek, how good the first one was. The second trailer came out and I was a little bit more into it. The story seemed to make a bit more sense, but my worry is it's going to fall into like the, the, the sort of lamer, more over the top, sort of silly stuff that Rocky got into later into its... And also like it, like that of that era as well, that like Rocky, because it's like 70s, 80s, yeah. like when it originally came out, that, that era often had like a movie that was like, critically successful but people like the general public really loved as well and then they made a sequel that was a little bit sillier if you look at something like alien and aliens sure it's, i guess aliens is no, that's sillier actually, but like no but that's an interesting point though because like alien is um what's his name uh really scott. scott thank you and that's like basically a horror film right yeah. like low yes. budget kind, yep. like mid-budget exactly. horror movie yeah and then james cameron comes in and aliens is an action film more than yeah. it's a horror movie exactly. but that doesn't mean it's a bad film no it's just a very different sort of film yes. than the first yeah. one and maybe that's what we'll get here i don't know there was also a long time between those two movies though. it was like like i don't know it was a half a decade at least i think between really? those two okay. i think I can't remember off the top mm, of my head, but... i'm not gonna do a google check yeah. that's fine <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like it wasn't like an immediate turnaround right. on alien and aliens whereas yeah. this one's like they're trying to go, work yeah, off the coattails of and I suppose that as well, like even with like the 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 progression of like Ryan Coogler with like the success of Black Panther, they're trying to probably. I think the big reason he's not coming back for Creed Two seems to be because he's got Black bigger Panther. fish to fry now. Yeah, that's totally cool. The Marvel money. The Marvel, Marvel money. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. A couple other things I, I, I'm excited for. Uh, I well, hope it's good though. If it reviews well, I'll be I'll be there 
day one. Cannot wait. I'll, I think I'll, I'll definitely go and catch up and watch. I'll oh, definitely watch the I can really borrow, my, borrow my Blu-ray, Blu- Blu- man. It's okay. so good. In fact, keep the Blu-ray. I can buy it on 4K. Like, <laughs> All right. go and buy it I love that movie. All right. Yeah, no, because I've heard you talk quite fondly oh, about it, which is why I brought it up so now. So good. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a bit where I get there's a song there's a five minute montage sorry I'll, I'll end my creed love in a second <laughs> that when I'm running I've been running a bit more lately yep. and I, when I've got five minutes to go I put this song on and it doesn't matter how wrecked I am that last five minutes is just like I can power through this it's nice. so good alright so um, good you've got me pumped to it's watch the, it the, it's the guy um, the composer for community's music Oh, um, and Charles Gambino is, Ludwig is yeah, Ludwig, yeah, yeah. He's the composer, and um, Charles Gambino is somewhat involved. You have sold around. me on this song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, the, yeah. Clean. All right, yeah. All right. Sorry, go on, move on. Um, all right, a couple other things I'm excited for, like Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck-It Ralph two. Yeah, I'm excited for that because I really like the first one, and it's. I mean, I guess it ties into what we what we do at dialogue options. It's like video games based. I guess this one's not so much. Yeah, uh, this a- is more- apart from like the main characters being from video games, it's well. I mean, I guess I guess games. we'll see, right? True. I mean, yeah. how are you feeling about the trailers for Wreck It Ralph Breaks the Internet? I love them. Mm-hmm. I I really like them. <laughs> the very first trailer with the the kitty gets the waffle. Bunny gets the pancake. Oh, that was really funny. Far out. That was so funny. But that was a trailer where I was watching and going, mm, and then that moment yeah. happens. I was like, that, yeah. like, I legitimately, like, laughed out loud. Yeah, I, I, Proper lol. I watched it <laughs> I watched it quite a few times because I watched it, and then I showed my wife it as well, and then she burst out laughing, which made me laugh, and it was just, like, this never-ending circle of laughing with that. <laughs> but I really liked that, especially since oh. they've started releasing, like, stuff with the Gal Gadot character, mm-hmm. Godot, Godot. Oh. It's Godot, I believe. Godot. Mm-hmm. I think she says. I think. Well, she, I think. I believe it's Gal Gadot. Okay. Godot um, was very fashionable when she was sort of first becoming a thing right. with Wonder Woman. I think it's Gal Gadot though. Yeah, it sounds a lot more appealing. I guess. I thought Godot, like a Godot is so like Godot, sort of like yeah. European. Yeah. Oh. Not that she's European necessarily. Yeah. And then, I was, was going to. But say. you know what I mean. But yeah. it's like you want to you want to not put the e- the T at the end because yep. it just sort of like makes it less sophisticated. It's like that but it's actually Gal Gadot. Stop at the end. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, the stuff with her I really like. I like that it's, it's she's basically a character from from what I gather from Fast and Furious in a way. I haven't seen that. So I, 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 neither have I. But like, <laughs> there's a lot of assumptions going on here. Yeah. Then. I, look, she's like a street racer. She's sure. tough as nails. I'm like, all right, I see what they're trying to do here. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I just hope they can capture the magic again because I, I the first one really got me. I, I don't know. I oh, I love the first one. There's a moment. No spoilers for Wreck It Ralph. There's yeah. a moment where. Mm-hmm. It, it's an emotional peak and it's like yep fuck that is that yep. that made me legitimately sad i've got chills now thinking about that because i think i know the exact scene you're talking about and the villain is really good in that yes. too it's a really really good villain and a good mm-hmm. villain performance without giving away mm-hmm. that gets a bit of a twist too yes but the second so the trailers for the new one had me like yeah it's funny but i'm worried like is this going to have the that depth that you're talking about right that yep. the first one has yeah and i was worried um, because it, the, a lot of the internet stuff reminds me of the Emoji movie. Like, it's got that sort of vibe to it. I did have that thought as well, and I tried to block it from my mind. And that worries me that it's just going to be about, you know, making, you know, dank meme jokes and all those sorts of things. And then it might skip the... And I don't... I should have more faith because the first one's good and Disney generally don't just shovel out rubbish, but... I think that I think it's going to have that in there. I'm sure it will too. But it, I don't... I, I'm, I'm hoping it's not for an extended period of time. I hope it's just like a, 
Ah, uh, we did it. We did the we did the memes thing. And the Disney princess the stuff is interesting, but could also just be sort of cheap laughs like, oh, yeah. look what we have in here. Look, there's Star Wars and look, there's Marvel. Say, yeah. yeah. Like the, the Disney princess thing almost feels like a scene. Like that'll be mm-hmm. a scene. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's uh, yeah. been, we've seen multiple scenes in the trailers. Multiple, though, co- like multiple outfits for them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess we're not getting our Mario and Luigi. Well, we don't know. We don't know. We well, don't know. The, the whole thing was that they weren't going to be in, they didn't want to, I think they didn't want to use them in the first one because they wanted to use them like appropriately and more significantly. Well, because apparently when the first one came out, there was talk that the second one was going to be focused on, um, what's the, it's not uh, Wreck-It Ralph, what's the other character? Fix-It Felix. Fix-It Felix's dad, right? Because he's Fix-It Felix Jr., right? So there's got to be a Fix-It Felix Senior. Of course. And the thought, I I remember hearing that 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 was going to be more about Fix-It Felix and his relationship with his dad, at which point it made sense like a Mario type character would fit in there quite well. Um, That doesn't seem to be the way they've gone at all. And I think also too, the fact that there is like the Super Mario And that Super Mario movie is coming. That's coming. I think they probably would have been like, nope. Sorry, we're not doing that anymore. So even if there was talks for it, yeah, mm. I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah. the um, but what I've heard, some people have seen it. Okay, and the couple of people that I follow on Twitter and stuff who have seen it seem to think it's pretty good and definitely awesome. has the heart that we expect from the first one. That's what I want. Yep, that's all I need. See this. That's all I need. Um, I, well, just a couple of quick other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one that we'll, I'm fairly certain that the three of us are all excited for is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Like, oh, goes saying, yeah, holy crap. What the... F- oh, my God. I can't wait for that movie. I remember that trailer coming out. It mm-hmm. felt like the end of last year, it, whenever it was, it was. I think, yeah. And like, oh, man, that looks really cool. And then every trailer since has got me more and more excited. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I just don't understand how it looks so... Like, yeah. not, like Because the trailers are cool. And I'm into it, like, just visually, it looks so good. It's just yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah. It's different, which is great about it. Uh-huh. And I, I like the the ideas that it's bringing. I like the fact that Jake Johnson as Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I, that's hilarious. Like, I, I like a washed-up Peter Parker as well. Like, he's not washed up, but, like, he's... That's Jake Johnson's yeah, sort of like an older, an <laughs> yeah. older, you know, not mid to end of his career sort of Peter Parker. He's exactly. not the young teenage one, which we had multiple times exactly. in the movies now. Yeah, yeah, it's a different version of Spider-Man, um, that's true. And then all those other, like the, the other spider people, like and Spider-Gwen looks awesome. And uh, Miles Morales is the yes. exactly. is the main character of this film. Exactly. Which, which is take it, Which is great because when they were going to do, I'm really happy with Tom Holland as Peter Parker in the Marvel mm-hmm. thing, but when they were going to do reboot Spider-Man for the third time, I was kind of hoping that we might shift off Peter Parker to yeah. Miles. And so to get let Miles have his own film, even an animated one, is a step into the... Maybe we can get get Miles some traction, maybe get him into the Marvel Universe well, as well, yeah. the MCU. I have yep. started... Because it, obviously this is coming out, um, I've started seeing... You know how they do like the film tie-in books and stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm. I've started seeing ones of like Miles Morales, like front and center on the... On the on, awesome. And it's just... it's. Because it's always Peter Parker. Yes. It's always Peter Parker. Of course. And it's just, it's cool to see him sort of on the front of stuff. Like he's, And it's only going to get more because I think yeah. this, this movie is going to blow up. Well, it'll be interesting to see. It's like it's Spider-Man and Spider-Man generally sells really well. Mm-hmm. We've had the Venom movie and like, that. okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it didn't review well, but apparently did fucking gangbusters. Yep. So oh. Spider-Man is hot property. An animated film around like holidays been, is good. It? Yeah. Because well, yeah. really, I mean... 
I don't know. I thought Venom was going to push it. I oh, thought Venom okay. was yeah, going to yeah. be like, maybe we're finding the edge of I what mean, Spider-Man can well, sell. Did, did Spider-Man 3 push it? Well, here's the thing, though. Like, the reason why <laughs> Spider-Man, money, Spider-Man, 3, though. Spider-Man yeah, cinematically is so hot property is because it was like, in the beginning, it was, we had X-Men and we had Spider-Man at the cinemas. <laughs> and then from there, the X-Men movies have sort of gotten worse except for a couple of a couple of i'd say they've stayed about the same well, they've been consistently yeah. up and down the entire it's, time yeah. it's a roller it's coaster amazing yeah um logan but, days of future past yeah. like really, uh, really first class they're great yeah and then there's apocalypse, and then there's apocalypse. And then there's, which <laughs> yeah. is terrible it's not good um i tried to i watched it recently for the first time and why I was like, oh, god i had I, just, I hadn't seen it and i'm like it's the only one i haven't seen i'm gonna watch it and i'm like it was okay it's fine i guess like yeah, I was that, you know, that mean picture of the guy with throwing his arms up in the air going, fine, I guess. Like, <laughs> sure, why what not? A, what a ringing endorsement for yeah, X-Men was, Apocalypse. But then but with Spider-Man, like, everyone, like, it did have its, like, rocky parts as well. But it's just, it's lately it just seems to be like it's going from strength to strength with not only cinematically, but with the, the game as well, that it's yeah. reviewing critically and selling so well yeah. on, a, on a, a, an exclusive to a uh, a console as well. That's what I'm waiting for now, though. Now I need to see that. Like, I've seen all these trailers. I'm really excited. And I think it's gotten... You can watch, like, the views on those trailers and more and more people finding out of this film. Yeah. They just need to do that proper big push advertising-wise mm-hmm. before Christmas, I think it comes out, around Boxing Day sort of thing, or well, close to that. There is the, the, the main song from it is by Post Malone and someone else, and it's out on the radio. It's getting radio play now. Oh, it's cool. like It is like the lead single. It's called Sunflowers. Okay. Um, and it's like the lead single. It's a really good song. Um, and it, it's I hear it on the radio all the time. Um, it's quite popular in the charts, and the album art for it is literally like Miles Morales, like the eyes of his mask, basically. Cool. So I just, I just it's make- the lead single. One request, all right? Mm-hmm. We got we got all these Spider Men. Yeah. <laughs> Just the other day on Twitter, mm-hmm. I had revealed to me that apparently there is a new Spider Man called Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Spider Man is, is just thousands of spiders who think they are Peter Parker of like it. one of the alternate Earth timelines. I want that Spider Man. I want Spider Man. I don't think we're gonna get it in. Come on, man. In, into the Spidey Verse. I, mean, I need you to believe. Into the Spidey Verse. I think it's gonna be in the hopefully inevitable sequel. Yes. Like yeah. if, they, if they get a second one of these, well, Spider Man will be in there. Come for on, sure. Spider Man. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> Spider Ham. Spider Ham was is, like I was amazing. And I was when there. they cast John John Mulaney as well, I'm like, and is brilliant. It, um, he brilliant. And Nicolas Cage's Spider Noir, uh, isn't Spider Noir, Nick I Cage. I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw it as Nick. I'm Cage. pretty sure it's Nick Cage. That's amazing. And yeah. the, and then there's that other the the like anime. Yeah, the yep. Ava Ava Who I I'd never even heard of that one. Yeah. Nope. Like really deep cuts into the Spidey lore. Very cool stuff. And, yeah. But I, what I love about this whole thing, like it sold me on it just being Miles Morales and that amazing art style. Then the crossover with. Um, Peter Parker I was like that's great then they should put in Spider-Gwen and then when you go what I love though we're at that point we can just go we've had so many Spider-Man movies everyone knows who Spider-Man is let's just go fucking crazy with the lore I love that we can do this with comics now we don't have to keep doing origin stories and reintroducing these characters and every like I'm actually one of the worries I have about Captain Marvel is that it's going to be just another superhero origin film I've seen enough of them for my life I think I feel you it's an interesting thought about that uh, I heard someone talking about the other day when they were like, had 
have, have, had Captain Marvel not have the the weight and responsibility that it has in terms of what we just saw in True Infinity War, would you be as excited? I mean, obviously, yes, probably the three of us would because Brie Larson's awesome. Yeah, like Brie Larson is amazing. Should be um, Samus Aran when they make her. Yeah, she should, should be. be. Um, I'll be there campaigning front and center. <laughs> yeah, done, done. I'll I'll join you. What about Natalie Dormer as a uh, no, Samus sorry, oh, okay. <laughs> Brie Larson really well. Brie no. Larson, like after like the. And she, yeah, no, she, 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 she loves know. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's in the know. Um, but yeah, like having yeah that uh, that weight and responsibility of like, you know, this is going to be a missing piece that you're going to see because we know things are, yeah. and we don't know things, and we might get to know things in this movie. I just need to remind myself as that vague as possible it's about like that. Young Nick Fury, we've got yep. young Agent Coulson, we've got. Ronan the yeah, accuser yes, and like right. and like that's like your yeah it's not just his captain marvel and the world around this is like puts the law back into it too this it's going to be more than that it, it, it has a lot I of pressure to, yeah it right. does and scrolls oh my god yeah the scrolls is exciting my limited um, knowledge of comics tell me about the scrolls are important do you, do you not know i know i know a, a bit about them scrolls scrolls could be really important in like the next phase of marvel yes. yeah, yeah like, like if post infinity war post infinity war yes. i think scrolls could be massive deal and i really and hope I'll, they are having them people will be paying them close them, attention yeah, yeah very having them in there uh-huh. now is is does open a lot of interesting doors it's very yeah and i think yeah i my again my limited knowledge of it I think mainly from you because I've heard you talk I, a lot I read about a, that. I read most of that event when it was mm. on. Oh, and okay. That's yeah. what. That's where my most of my knowledge from that particular event came from. Yeah, and I was trying to care with a lot of that. That was hard. So I realized that comic books is a lot of money and a, a, a very hard hobby to actually do. I'd love to be able to, but it's just yeah, like you said, yeah. I've got too many other things on the plate. But um, yeah, there's a few other movies I'm excited for as well. But like, I, yeah. I gotta mention one more. Yep. Mary Poppins Returns. That's the one. I'll, they. I, I'm excited for that. I'm so excited for that. The, I just need those reviews to tell me that's going to be good. Because I want to go. I just I need to be reassured. But that last trailer, man. That and the last trailer gave me all the good and bad problems. Okay. Like it, it. I've talked about this on hunting season before. It like it does a lot of stuff that makes me go, yes, they've got the right feel. Mm-hmm. I like that where they're going with the story. I like that it's about an older Jay and Michael. I like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I like that they've made sure to include the animated, you know, sequence and blah, blah, blah. My worry is it's just going to be a redo of the first one. Almost like, I say this as someone who loves The Force Awakens, but like how The Force Awakens is kind of a yeah. new hope again. It's 100%. kind of like, I mean, you said it earlier with Creed as well, with Rocky. Like, yeah, it's right. Sort of a thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad no, because no, I love no, Creed, obviously. Yeah. But can it, you've got to be able to be that and also be your own thing. And if yeah. you end up just relying on going, remember that, remember that from the first one, then I'm out. But if you can be, oh, I know you love this, so here's our version of that, but for this other story we're telling, then I'm there. I think I'm just excited just to be able to sit there and even if it is like, you know, remember that, remember that, just to sit there and uh, shut off my brain for a little while and just watch it and just be like, yeah, I do remember that and that makes me feel good. But like, I don't need to remember that because I have it on true. Blu-ray. That's like, true. Okay. I love Mary that's Poppins, true. the first one. Like, I don't need... It needs to be its own thing the too. The thing that I'm excited about this is that, it, yes, it's about... <laughs> Sorry, that being said, I am about to buy Spyro, just like remade <laughs> for a current era. The original games, which I've played multiple times. Anyway. They look real nice. What the fuck? Yeah, they do. They I'm look such really a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> but no, it's I, I, I like the fact that it's about... You know, 
the kids growing up. Yeah, no, the story that but, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but also I like the fact that if you know if you've seen the musical, which I, I was very lucky to be a part of, like a production. I of was it, very lucky to watch you uh, in that production of it. Um, and uh, yeah, but I, and I played you know, Mr. Banks. It seems like they're using the kids to tell that story about Mr. Banks a little bit more. Yeah. They didn't really do, like the movie's very different to the stage show in terms of how they deal with the family dynamic stuff. Yeah. And I feel like what I'm getting from the trailer for Mary Poppins Returns is that it is dealing in with that sort of side of the family dynamics. I, I hope so, yeah. And I hope that so. That would make too. a lot of sense I think to do yeah. that. Cuz it's a, it's it's a really it's a really interesting part of the story, but obviously everyone's there for supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, which is great cuz it's Amazing, and it's a showstopper. Expialatucious. That's my worry. Just don't be, don't be super California. Yeah, that one again. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was just saying though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Lots of good stuff coming out. Lots cool. of some some questionable things, but yeah, lots of stuff I'm looking forward to. That was my thing. I'm sorry. We took up <laughs> a lot of time there. No, that's fine. Uh. Okay, my thing. Yes. Um. Pokemon, guys. Pokemon. Pokemon. It's been around since we were a little kiddlywinks. You know, I remember playing Red and Blue back on my Game Boy, or yep. Red specifically. I Having like blue. the horrible nightmare attachments for your Game Boy to play at night, mm-hmm. the light packs that would strap on. Yeah, I remember honestly playing it on my Game Boy and like trying to play it in the car when we were driving <laughs> at night. And like, you know how you just catch a glimpse of the screen yeah. as you went under a streetlight? Like try- having to play it that way, like <laughs> just hoping the batteries would last yep. until I got home, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, um, been playing those games forever, man. And you know what? I have every Pokemon. I have the. I pay for the PokerBank subscription. I have every Pokemon in a living Pokedex on there. I don't have to catch any of the old ones whenever I get a new game. And I'm looking forward to new games. <laughs> I just keep them coming. And what's really helped with that is when there are special Pokemon, Nintendo release them as <laughs> codes so you can get access to them because otherwise you can't get them in game. There's can, always a couple they hold for, hold back from you. I can hear the uh, the intensity rising in your voice, bro. It sounds like you've got a grievance to. Yeah. And like they've they in the past they haven't always been good, but generally recently Australia gets included in these mm-hmm. things. And so recently they announced that there's a Pokemon Zerora Zerora. I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's some lightning cat thing, right? But it's this one that I don't have that I need before the new games come out. And they announced they're going to be released in October at EB Games in Australia, alongside a worldwide wide release with America and a few other places. <laughs> and that date came around. I went into EB Games. You know what they didn't have, Joel? They didn't have the goddamn codes. <laughs> And no one knows what the fuck happens. And I can't get this goddamn Pokemon. And I am very, very angry. I am livid. <laughs> I am that livid. I can't get my Pokemon. Because they've just sort of they advertised on the website and then they're just yeah, like, no, nah, it's just we don't know what happened, but apparently no one's getting them. But look, it's EB Games. That's no, no, it's no, actually it's the Nintendo? Pokemon Company. This is it's a weird thing. Okay. It's got nothing to do with EB. Uh, it was advertised on the Pokemon website and the Pokemon and then. EB are like, we didn't hear anything about this. <laughs> okay. And the Pokemon Company are like, yeah, we never intended to send them out. And everyone's like, pardon? What? what? So yeah, like there's a very good Vooks article that sort of okay. that's been, that I've had constantly refreshing to try and figure out what the hell's so going you on. See, you see that update, I have seen update, update number three. three. Yes. Yeah. So okay. like some people have been getting them, but man, like the method to do it is just. I've done this method. You is constantly it. pending. I'm waiting you've for a response. Them. I had to email them directly oh and say, God. "Yo, guys, what's up? <laughs> Basically, where are our codes?" And they're like, there was like a whole verification process I had to do. And they where's my Pokemon? Did you send me like a screen cap of your living Pokedex and be like? Come on, guys! Yeah, come on. I, did, I did say I do have a, I do have like a living Pokedex. <laughs> I have best you like a certificate when they when, if you get a code. <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. I can need a medal to go with this. It's like 
I'll take this. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. That was just the start of my Pokemon news. I kind of want to talk about... Um, po- let's go Eevee and let's go Pikachu, which are the yeah. new games that are coming out on the Switch real soon. Mm-hmm. Like this like, week. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, these are remakes of Pokemon Yellow, which mm-hmm. was the the sort of the sequel... Not sequel, was it? It was like a remake of Red and Blue, but w- more of an anime spin to it because you had Pikachu as your star and he followed you around like Ash and Team Rocket was Jesse and James and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was... From the yeah, anime. It was Gary Oak. It was and, the one that I played the most of, I think, as a kid. And also... I never had my own Game Boy, so... It was also like, the Game Boy Color one, wasn't it? Exactly. Was it, was it Game Boy? Oh, yeah, it was Game Boy Color, oh, yes. Yes, you're oh, right. Oh, I hope I was right. No, no you it, are right. Yeah, it was right? definitely... It was right? a Game Boy Color cool. one. You all agree with me, so if I'm wrong... That's how I played it. definitely is. That's how I played it. It's not even a question. It definitely was Game Boy Color. Apparently, no, it was. And um, that's so. Are we interested in playing this? This is a, the first okay. sort of proper console 3D Pokemon. But, 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 there's a big but to it as well. I like big butts. Uh, <laughs> you cannot lie. <laughs> um, you baited me and I had to go for it. I, I was like, oh, God, I'm so mad. Um, yeah, look, it plays like it, the, the, the capturing mechanics is basically Pokemon Go. Yes, uh, and, and I'm not saying that as a. So dr- what's what does that uh, look like, Joel? What's Pokemon Go's capture mechanic as opposed to the normal games? Well, so in the normal games, you have to try and weaken the Pokemon by using attacks and figuring out strategies to do with like weaknesses and strengths and things like that with different Pokemon. There's a little bit of thought process in it, and then it, this one, it's like, how well can you use motion controls to throw a Pokeball? Now, and again, this sounds like I'm being derogatory towards it. I'm not. I have played it. I played. Well, I played a demo of it. Um, and it was fun. <laughs> like, I'm, it was kind of fun. I, and now I'm sure it can be fun in small bursts. Yeah, because well, I've been it. playing Pokemon Go again right. for the first time in a while. I was there when. Do you remember that magical month of World Peace where everybody was playing oh, Pokemon yeah. it Go? It was beautiful. It was a beautiful time. time. It felt like it was the. It now feels like the calm before the storm that is the current political climate. Oh, God, like everything yeah, was really good is, in the world for that month. We got one month out of it. It was one was month it of World Peace. Maybe let's go. We'll bring it back. Oh, yay! I played a lot back then, and then fell right off it because it seemed to just sort of it. Its depth wasn't there. Right. It sort of all the things that you wanted to have, being able to battle other people or trade, and all those sorts of things just didn't exist in the game. Mm-hmm. And there was like a bunch of Pokemon you just couldn't get because they're legendaries, and we didn't even know how you're going to be able to get them and yeah. stuff like that. It sort of the what they call a gameplay loop started to get stale very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Left it for ages. That was 2016, I found the other day. It's, now, oh it's insane how long it's been around Jesus. for. And now, two years later, I've just started getting back into it a little bit recently. Okay. And it is so much better than it was. I Yeah. I must admit, I've, the, the times I've dipped back in, I'm just like, oh, okay. There's, there's just that much more to do. There's Be- game. <laughs> between Yeah, there's, well, you can have friends. Yep. You can trade. You can give gifts to your friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You can capture legendary thing at Pokemon by doing raids. Uh-huh. You can battle other people as well. I think though I haven't never tried that. And best of all, this week I believe they added a feature where now the game will actually track your steps without the game being on. Absolutely. So Finally, it connects yep. to like your in my case like my my health app in my phone. Yep. And like goes, oh, you've walked five k's today. So turn the ga- thing on. Goes, oh, I've walked five k's. Here are all the exits of hatched. Yep. It's like that's thank the thing you. I wanted. That's the biggest part right. that I wanted. And I'm like, now I'm just like, I'll put an egg in my fucking incubator every yeah. day because why wouldn't I? Exactly. exactly. You're constantly walking around. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't have to have the game on, suck out battery all the time. I should actually update mine and do that as well. So but- all the 
the things that were keeping me away from playing it are gone. Right. And like I've now done two raids. I've captured like a. Okay. You're a, you are a hardcore Pokemon Go player. It's like you're a Pogo I player. Get it Pogo now. player. I yeah. get it now. And what was crazy was when I went to do this raid yesterday. A group of like eleven or twelve people showed up to do it together at the same time. I, mean, I was like, "Holy shit!" People are still playing this game. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, remember back to PAX a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Oh we were, yeah, true. We were standing outside the um, I don't know the, the walkway with the, the concourse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we just witnessed this swarm of yeah. children, of kids, and just yeah. people just run down to and they're all ro- opening with their phones and, and they're yeah, like, with oh. it. And I, I checked it and there was a raid happening nearby and it was just oh, this clump of people. That yeah. would have been an amazing place to do a raid, I know. actually. Yeah, well, we thought it was something that got... Because there was a Pokemon panel on around that time and we thought it was something to do with that. It wasn't. Yeah, oh. It was something else. Some, but like, some it was just, streamer. It was yeah. just one of those moments where I'm like, oh, Pokemon Go is still alive and well. Yeah. Maybe not as a lot. Like, it was ridiculous when it first dropped. So, oh, it so, was a lightning in a bottle phenomenon, but it did last as long as lightning as well. Now everyone's tried the copy since. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I think that's... I think that's why Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are going to sell a lot. I think they've timed it well to have this game come out, to have the gameplay. It's sort of like the in-between, right? Like the battling system is like the original series. But the capture mechanic is the one that everyone knows from Go. Exactly. So maybe this is a great way to get people who have not played Pokemon in the past to start playing. Maybe a way to get people to sell Switches as well. Yep. This is an entry entry level. And it connects with Go too. Like you can trade Pokemon Pokemon from it. And setting Um, it in red and blue as well, like the original 151. And also... 150, I assume. I assume there's no Mew. Uh, No, you get Mew if you buy the Pokeball. Thanks for making me angry extra again. Extra $50. Well, speaking of the I mean, Poke- if I'm getting that game, I'm getting the Pokeball. Well, I was going to say, at this point, the- it's not optional if you want Mew. Speaking of the Pokeball, the like, it's, I play, that's how I played it. Because you can play this game with one, if you're familiar with um, the Switch, you can, it's got like controls you can snap off Joy-Cons. the side. Yeah, the Joy-Cons Joy- they're called. But they come off the side of the of the actual console itself and you can play it in handheld mode and, and tabletop mode and on your TV. There's all these different various ways you can play. But the cool thing about... Um, about that in general is the fact that you've always got two controllers to play multiplayer. Whereas this game, you, you can play the whole game with just one Joy-Con. So it also has co-op as well. So you can play with a friend with the second Joy-Con and you're both trainers wandering around, capturing Pokemon and having a good time, sharing your adventure stories together. I need to know how the, the logistics work if two people throw a Pokeball at the same Pokemon. Uh, basically, the idea is merge? that... that you know, yeah, basically. And it's mm-hmm. like it's double chance of yeah. capturing it, increase your chances. So Pokeballs can merge. Uh, yep. According to the... At least, this is an fusion. offshoot... <laughs> This is an offshoot version. This is an alternate universe, which okay. we've already been established this in Pokemon is, as being a very regular thing. <laughs> this is to get people in the door. And and I think that's Fair. for people to be like, because there were so many people that playing Pokemon, that, uh, Pokemon Go that you were like, have you played Pokemon? And they're like, oh no, I've, I've heard about it, but I've never really played a, the other ones. I didn't, wasn't really interested, but this is cool. I'm getting out and I'm, I'm exercising and I'm doing this. And, it, and then from there they've gone, oh wait, actually this is kind of cool. The character designs are pretty neat. It's kind of fun. I'm enjoying doing it with like my kids or my friends or whatever. Why wouldn't I go and maybe maybe this is the thing to get people to the door. I think it's a brilliant idea. I have patients, especially families, who always ask me every month if I'm playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, like they love it. I'd rather people. It. I'd rather people be playing Pokemon Go and talking about it to me than Fortnite. I mean. Unnecessary jabs at Fortnite. But. I'm, but I'm just saying though, but if you were saying about like patients and their kids and, talks, and, and and people like that talking about playing Pokemon Go, the other side of the coin is kids are playing Fortnite <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it. It's 
it's neat. It's really cool. I like what it's doing, but I don't know. Pokemon Go seems more beneficial <laughs> in my eyes. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> exactly, yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, you can have that. Like, you are getting out and walking and stuff like that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, and I think like walking even just, is cool. But I even getting so. but even getting people into the core Pokemon franchise, it's I think it's a, there's more to it. So the question is, are you going to be buying? Pokemon, let's go Pikachu or let's go Eevee. Not at launch. Not at launch. Not at launch. Um, my wife and I always buy the alternate. Are you going to buy two versions if you buy it? That's the thing I was going to talk to her about. I was like, maybe you should maybe just find out which one you're getting and get make sure it. another person gets a different maybe one. Maybe we'll just get the same copy and um and play. But like, but we with all the other especially because it's got co-op in it. Like you don't well, even that's, need that's, that's the reason versions. why. But the, the reason why we used to always get our own versions is because we'd get the separate versions and we'd sure. have our own consoles. Like we'd have our own 3ds's that we would play on. Yeah, I remember that was one of my the first uh, after we just started dating when I think when. Heart Gold and Soul Silver came out. We spent literally a day. We got up in the morning. The only one I haven't finished. Yeah, uh, it's a very good <laughs> it's one. One of the ones I have finished. I'm um, up to the elite four, and I'm just I'm under leveled, so I keep just oh, like yeah, but banging my head against that wall, and it's like ah. Oh. Um, and like I remember getting up in the morning. We were house sitting at the at the time. We got up in the morning. We drove into town, got our copies, came back home, and we literally spent the day in bed playing Pokemon, and it was the fucking best. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's never like. A, po- a new Pokemon day is usually pretty exciting. Yeah, True. exactly. And and so that, 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 that's, from then on, that's always been the thing. It's like, all right, you're going to get this one. Oh, yeah, cool. I'll get. Which one do you want? Oh, I want this one because I want these Pokemon. All right, cool. And we do our research about, all right, you're more interested in getting those Pokemon. I'll get them off you eventually as well, but you want them for your team. I'll get these ones for my team because I really like this one. Or if you, in my case, I'm just like, it's a fire cat. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, that's why we were always going to get like one copy each but with the co-op thing i'm like maybe we just get one and what's the cost who knows we might we might do you, um, do you have one in mind that you want well my wife's a massive fan of evie oh so you get evie okay I, well, but then she was talking to me about it and she's like i don't want it because it can't evolve, you can't evolve, it. It. You can't evolve evie and it's like <laughs> but you can surely catch a different evie and that's right? what i said to her i was like yeah but you get to have your own cute evie that follows you around yeah and then you also get to capture other ones you can evolve i don't know it's a whole thing but uh, long story short, no, not at launch. But I think down the track, after playing it, I felt a lot, a little bit better about it. Mm. Yeah, I'm really on the fence. Yeah, I I, I'm I not. A lot of people are. I'm, I'm not quite there. And it's not. Originally, I was initially put off by the the go mechanics. Yeah, but then I thought a bit longer about how capturing a Pokemon usually goes in the old games. It's not like I put much thought into it. No, True. No. It's just like knock it down to slightly low health and piff a ball at it. So it's yeah, not that it's, much of a change. Honestly, it might even be better sometimes. I mean, yeah. The, and the, the, the problem like, is you've got to capture lots of see, them. Yeah, the cat, this, you can't iffy. just capture one. You've got to capture multiples of them. And that just takes away things. the, the. I don't know, capturing a Pokemon feels cool. Yes. But when you're capturing 50 of the same Pokemon, is yes. that still cool? Yeah. Yeah, that's the... I mean, to some people, yes. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's, the bit about, it's the bit about Go that annoys me, though. It's like, if I just want to... I want to yeah. fill that Pokedex. Yeah. Like, the completionist bit of me wants to fill the Pokedex. But me having to... I had to... Like, there was a million Cyndaquils yesterday that I was playing it. But having to do it over and over and over and over and over yeah. again to catch it was not fun. It was just work. Yeah. Exactly. That's the bit that's keeping me away right now. Yeah. But th- that is also a free-to-play game that is like heavily based around... But the around new one isn't. And it has you still need to capture lots of them to get candy and stuff like that. And I'm pretty but sure it still, yeah. it still I, has yeah, experience, doesn't it? It still has. I think there's leveling, you, but I'm not sure if leveling means evolution though. In that game, I think. Don't I think, know. I think it's the other way around. I think leveling 
does mean evolution, but the power of your Pokemon depends on the your CP. Yep. Huh. I think again, don't hold me to that either. But like, I feel like I'm really I'm waiting for that Easy Allies review, yeah. that video review <laughs> yeah. that's gonna like Ben yeah. Moore is gonna explain it really well. I'm, I'm gonna understand the mechanics mm-hmm. beautifully. And I'm gonna know if I want this game or not. We I'm waiting for, for Kyle Bossman shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's not into this. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I, I, I think we're, we're pretty probably bleh, probably pretty close. To getting reviews anyway. Oh so. yeah! Like oh, they have to be. Comes out on Friday, so yeah. I assume that'll the like, embargo mm. will be around then. But then I, there's a lot of Pokemon fans that I know as well that are like, "Yeah, hell yeah! I'm so excited to get into it. It's gonna be great." I'm like, "Cool, that's awesome." Mm. But yeah, and after playing it, I'm excited I mean, for it. But I mean, the, the big thing is like, there is a Pokemon game coming. So like, well, that's it. This necessarily isn't for everyone. I'll be interested to see what the numbers on that Pokemon game are like because that's gonna get all the core, ideally all the quote unquote core players back into it. <laughs> yeah. As well as these new players that have come up through Go into Let's Go and gone, okay, I kind of get how it works now in a fully fledged experience. I'm ready to jump into an actual just core Pokemon game. Please please tell me you have better new Pokemon coming than <laughs> Melton or whatever. It's, what yeah, he was thrown in there because he wasn't that special. That has to be yeah. it, right? Yeah, no, like, that like, has to be it. Pokemon. Here's, I, your, here's your new Pokemon. It's I don't know what like a, a a, a ditto, a grey ditto with like a nut on its head <laughs> or a bolt or something. Listen to a bag of rubbish. I can buy a, a bag of rubbish. A literal bag of rubbish. I can't believe I'm going into bat for trubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is what you've done to I'm me. reeling you in, Karen. Reeling you in. But the thing that's also going to be interesting when it comes to numbers for the, that eighth gen or whatever is the next one is of Pokemon, right? Mm. Is that previously they've always been on the handhelds and handhelds generally sell better than consoles do, especially for yes. Nintendo. Yeah, especially. Now, yeah, yeah Switch somewhere in between, but... Do we like are the console sales going to be enough to like uh, uh Game Freak going to turn around and go, man, I really wish this was on a 3DS or something like that because it doesn't sell as well? I'm really interested to know where that goes. I'm curious too. Like, yeah. I want to believe it could really boost the Switch sales, especially if they come out with because there's talk of a new model that might be just handheld only that's yep. a bit cheaper and stuff like that. Actually. I reckon with Pokemon coming out next year, that makes sense to me. A it handheld does, only right. version of Switch yep. that basically that has the same functions, plays the same games, but just in 720p and you can't take the Joy-Cons off, basically. Yeah. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense if you're going to release a Pokemon game yeah. and make this something that everyone wants. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. We may have cracked the code. <laughs> We've done it. We've, We've done, done it. it. Nintendo will be released in they're coming, a they're coming, for us, they're coming for us now. Yeah. yeah. And, and it'll be a... It'll be called Neon Blue and Neon Red. No, it'll be and, a Squirtle-themed one. No, I'm just thinking because the the Joy-Cons are Neon Blue and Neon oh. Red. So it'll be the, the games will be called Pokemon Neon Blue and Pokemon Neon Red. And they will be new ones, Shit. but they will be based on the Joy-Con colors. Shit. I've called it now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Drafty I mean, tweets. hey, Nintendo. Nintendo does love printing money. It they does. Do. And I mean, you're right about the the neon blue, neon red thing because all the the Switch advertising is all based around that the yes. neon ones, not the grey ones. Nope. The grey ones are like the non-canon ones. Yeah. <laughs> like neon is canon, so absolutely neon is canon. Yeah, apparently, like what? that's and, and yeah, you see, like even the Taiko no Tatsujin. The drumming game. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the it. Japanese drumming game that's like really popular in arcades and is really, 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 really awesome. It just came out on Switch as well. Um, and this, I think even on the other versions as well, the controls, the drum characters are holding on the front are the neon Joy-Cons. Yeah. 
They're so iconic now, those colours. It's a shame, apparently, the motion... Well, not apparently. I, I did have a chance to play the demo of it. The motion controls are not good, and that's what oh. I was hoping for. Oh, that's a shame. Yep. Kind of crucial. Yeah. It's, yeah. We should move on. This we has should. been going famously long, uh, as these things tend to do. Let's get to our spoiler-free review of Life is Strange. Mission completed. Quest log. Life is Strange is an episodic graphic adventure video game developed by French developer Don't Nod Entertainment and published by Square Enix for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Android, OS X, iOS, and Linux. The story focuses on Max Caulfield, an 18-year-old photography student who discovers that she has the ability to rewind time at any moment. After having foreseen an approaching storm, Max must try to prevent it from destroying her hometown. A key feature of the game is in making choices and taking actions that adjust the narrative as it unfolds, theoretically meaning that any one player could have a very different story from another player. The game stars Hannah Tell and Ashley Birch, who lend their voice talents to the main characters Max and Chloe, respectively. Life is Strange consists of five episodes, which released periodically over 2015. Each episode comes in around three to four hours in length, taking somewhere between 15 to 20 hours to complete. After the success of Life is Strange, a three-episode prequel game, Life is Strange Before the Storm, released in 2017. Life is Strange 2, a whole new story, released its first episode in September of 2018. So, before we get started, guys, I just wanted to sort of ask, why did we um, decide to talk about Life is Strange? Well... I, I well, I mem- I remember talking earlier in the year with, uh, with yourself and and Kyron about like the potential to do like a crossover episode, and the immediate thought was, well, you guys do a season of television. There are episodic games out there, um, and the one that I I I hadn't finished myself at that point, but I know Kyron had. I was yelling at you to finish it. Yeah, and, and <laughs> spoke ver- and, and spoke very highly of, and, and not Kyron alone as well. A lot of people spoke very highly of Life is Strange. It seemed to be the one. It was either that or like the Walking Dead season one, but like I've tried going back through the season one of Walking Dead, and it it's it's a it's hard. Oh right, it's it's a slog. Uh, if you've played it before, anyway, um, I think I don't know how you'd, it would be. Actually, I'd be interested to see what you think about it. Have you played it? Mm, I've played like a little bit of the first episode, I think. It don't, was like the demos on my on phone. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not going to start now. No, no, no. I think it's... I'll just do what I did with Walking Dead, the TV series, and stop. Yep. No, that's uh, that's. <laughs> I, honestly, we... I wish the Walking Dead TV series would, would follow that <laughs> yeah, trend and yeah. stop. Uh, look, yeah. D- didn't yeah. they just move... What's the main guy's name? Frank... Rick Go- Grimes. Rick Grimes. I was going to say Frank Grimes. <laughs> Rick Grimesy. <laughs> Rick Grimes is like, he's done. He's off the television show. And they're like, hey, he'll never come back, but we're going to make a movie instead. It's he's, like, fuck, I know. guys, this show is like a zombie. It won't die. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a soap. Aim to the yeah. head. Um, but yeah, no, Life is Strange was the one that always, from what I'd played of it as well, I was always like, yeah, cool. This might be one that I feel like all three of us, I know, well, I know Kyron had played it and really enjoyed it. I figured it might be something that would interest you just mm-hmm. in the way that the story is told and the setting and, and the story itself from what I gathered at that point. And I was like, I need an excuse to finish it, I guess. Uh, and having like a time frame, See how it is. <laughs> um, to finish it was, I was like, well, this sort of works out for a lot of us. Um, and yeah, I, that, I brought it to, to you and you seem pretty keen on the idea and now we're here. And I will say as well, a big part of Choosing Life is Strange was the thought that Damask would have an interesting point of view on this as well. Yeah. Um, yes, we are three white guys. Yes. This is it's a story true. with two female protagonists. Yes. Um, and 
somewhere in there is a potential for like some queer storylines and stuff like that as well. Damascus would have been a good perspective on that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, She regretfully can't be here today, but if she ever does end up playing the game that she purchased to play, um, (laughs) then I would love to get her views on that as well. We'll put that in hunting season somewhere. Yeah, great. um, Maybe I'll let you guys know so you can point people towards that as well. Cool. On your podcast as well. I'm I'm curious myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This seems a little bit like our um, uh, (laughs) Pinning and Hang Rock episode, (laughs) Kyan. It's happening again. Why do we keep doing funny this to ourselves? Funny to say that it's happening again as we're going into Life is Strange as well. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> well, yes. Um, before I get sort of into some reviewed thoughts, discussion stuff here, um, what's your experience been with sort of point and click adventure or even episode centric story games in the past? You mentioned already um, The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yep. So Telltale stuff. Telltale, definitely. Telltale is probably the one that I played the most of. I was never really into point-and-click adventure Did games. Did you play any of uh, Monkey Island? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. All right. I, all right. I, they're on my they're on my backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I definitely want to play them, especially with those the remastered versions as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I definitely wanted to check those out. But uh, Telltale was the one that was like, okay, this is like a cinematic thing. Oh, episodic's really cool. I'm playing an episode like every few months. That's a cool idea to release your game, I guess, as well, and tell a story and sort of keep having those cliffhangers. successful sometimes, yeah. very unsuccessful a lot of other times. Mileage <laughs> will vary. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's probably uh, – I remember playing Walking Dead Season 1 and finishing it and going, wow. Like, I mean – I really enjoyed it at the time. It's true. Like, if you go back to Walking Dead Season 1, like, when it first came out, like, mm-hmm. it sold me on the concept. Absolutely. Uh, so it's game it, of the year for a lot of yeah. places yes. that year. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and I'd played some of – Telltale's previous episodic stuff. I actually tried playing the Back to the Future one. I finished the Back to the Future one. Yeah. It's, I, uh, uh, it's got some mediocre episodes in there, but the ultimate the story is actually quite interesting. That's and is, is one of the, a, a good take, if you're going to do a sequel to Back to the Future, which this is, mm-hmm. is not a bad, and like it's in game format, so it doesn't feel like you're like stepping on the cannon or anything like right. that by yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, it actually is a really, it, it's an interesting idea. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I have heard a lot of people saying, very similar things that the overall story and feel of it is pretty good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, well, my, my I think my first Telltale trip was I, the Jurassic Park game. Yeah, oh, I, never got, I wanted yeah. to play it, but it's mm. it's a weird beast, and I don't know. I can really recommend it. Okay, yeah, that's what but, I hear too. But uh, another big part of why I wanted to try Life is Strange originally was Don't Nod themselves because I dabbled a bit in the weird beat 'em up they made with Capcom. Remember me? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did that. I've never heard of this. So it, it was a. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe it. It came out on PS3 and Xbox 360 and all that, and it was developed by Don't Nod and published by Capcom. Okay. And it was its hook was kind of it. It was third person action, but had not exactly, but like fighting game esque combat. Yeah. Where you oh. could do like combos and stuff like that, and that's like you were, cool. You were jacking into people's memories. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a cyberpunk futuristic. kind yeah. of future oh, I can't thing. Remember yeah. that it one. was a plus game at one point. It was a PlayStation yeah, Plus game. Maybe that's one. Yeah. I've heard but about. um when I saw that this was their next thing after that, I was like, oh, this is this is a radical shift. I'm really curious to see what the result is. And the answer was life is strange. Yeah. Um okay. So I've sort of okay. I've got a few discussion topics we can talk about, spoiler free stuff. Yep. Just generally, can I get in a couple of sentences your Review your general feeling or thoughts about Life is Strange. Does that go into huge detail necessarily? Okay. Joel, uh, uh, how do you feel about Life is Strange? Uh, sometimes messy, uh, but ultimately 
very enjoyable and uh, will probably break your heart a mm. little bit. Sure, Karen. It's pretty. It's pretty succinct there. I I agree. Like it's this this story has heart. You can tell it's a lower budget. I'll be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it definitely once it sunk its teeth into me, like I it, I was in. Yeah. Just till the end. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, I'm similar. I I, I think gen as a general sense, I like the game quite a lot. Though yes, it has its flaws. Yeah. So let's let's talk some specifics. Let's start by talking about sort of the core gameplay hook which is the time rewind mechanic. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really, really great hook. And as someone who has played a few point-and-click adventures in my time, a few of the Telltale things, particularly yeah. um, Wolf Among Us, I really liked. That's right. Um, I played all the way through that. That was a pretty great um, episodic sort of adventure there. Um, I really liked Sam and Max. I played the Indiana Jones and the Lost City of Atlantis. Right. Oh, LucasArts ones. Yeah, yeah, LucasArts ones. I've played a few of those in my time as well and was a big fan of... Manic Mansion. Manic, Manic Mansion. Mansion. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, and Day of the Tentacle in yes. particular. Day of the Tentacle. Day of, Day of the Tentacle is excellent. Day of the Tentacle and Sam and Max, I would highly recommend anyone plays. They are re- they I, they hold up comedy-wise. Sam and Max is always today. one that's really interested me. Yeah, it's, in it's checking out. really interesting, fun... Along- Along these lines, Grim Fandango just came out on Switch as well. I've got it Grim did, Fandango yeah. like in two different places. I've never played it. Like I've got ways. Right. I need to play that game <laughs> as yeah. well. I started it and didn't get very far in it before I got very confused. But that's just me. So what's interesting about obviously the the rewind mechanic is that when you play a game like um, uh, what's it called, The Wolf Among Us, right? Yeah. They present you with choices along the way. And you make those choices and you sort of, in the moment, make them and hope for the best. And one of the things I always struggle with or sometimes struggle with is when you're making your dialogue choices, you can feel like you thought you knew what you meant to say and then it, the character says in a way you didn't expect and you feel cheated because like yes. that's not yeah. what I meant to do. This happens a lot. It was, it's yeah. also a big problem in Mass Effect and Dragon Age and all yes. these games where you are making specific choices. Mm-hmm. You'll read the line there and then they'll obviously put it into words. You're like, that's not at all what I meant or... Anything close to what I wanted. It'll be like the first three words of a yeah. sentence and you're like, oh, that's kind of what I want to say. And then the the tone and general feel delivery of and all delivery that. is completely wrong. I found that terrible in um, L.A. Noir as well. Oh, oh, Noir. Like was really yeah. bad for that. Was like, that's not, no, that's not what I meant to do at all. Yep. Um, so what is great about that rewind mechanic I find is just that you get a full, you get to like, um, give permission for what that character did. You get to go, well, that is what I meant to say and I'm happy with that outcome or go back and try different options and decide which one of those you want. Mm-hmm. And even though you won't fully understand the consequences going forward, you've got a general idea of the pros and cons yeah. of that choice and you get to make an informed decision before you um, yeah, you, you stick with any of those choices. How do you feel about the rewind mechanic? I think yeah, you you summed it up pretty perfectly. Like it's a it it the the to have the option to go through and see your choices and go all right, all right from here. I don't know, how, like you said, I don't know how it's going to play out in the long run, but in this moment, that seems to be the way that my version of Max is going to would react. Um, because there is a part of these types of games about like I guess imprinting a part of yourself into that character, um, in a way as much as you can. Yeah. And how you personally would react in that situation and then sort of reenacting it through Max's eyes. Um, so, yeah, being able to see all different choices and different options and go, all right, that one, I think. Yeah. But even then, again. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, that was the thing I sort of liked about I was going to say next was 
games we often talk about having like a difficulty, yeah. right? You know, an easy and normal or a hard setting or something like that or a learning curve or like a difficulty mm-hmm. curve to a game. I've just finished Kingdom Hearts 2 for the <laughs> second time with on proud mode. That was the you worst decision of my life. Yeah, that was dumb. I did it. Never do it again. <laughs> um, but... The difficulty of this game comes, I think, is that every episode seems to have increasingly more difficult choices. Yes. So, I felt like the first episode, I was pretty happy with the choices I was making most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah. I felt confident that, like, yes, that was a good decision. And sometimes you'd go, I understand what the consequence of that might be, but I'm still happy that I made the right choice for my character. Yes. Exactly. And then by episode two, episode three, episode four, <laughs> they're really making you go, I'm not sure what the right choice or if mm-hmm. there is a right choice here and which one of these choices I prefer. The difficulty comes from increasingly more difficult choices, I think. And I think when you're presented with choice in in a video game, especially in a video game, because I guess it's a medium where you can have a narrative where you have some sort of sway over how the outcome of the story, mm-hmm. um, the, the whole idea of like illusion of choice and all that kind of thing. But this this presents like a. I felt like my every choice that I made, especially once you get past that first episode, where it's you know it's establishing character and all that kind of thing as well. So it's like and getting you used to how the game plays and mm-hmm. and how it will play for the rest of the uh, the preceding four episodes. Um, getting you used to those for those morally gray areas where mm-hmm. it's like I don't know what the right choice is and having a time rewind mechanic could feel like for, to someone on the outside could feel like it's, it's like a game breaking mechanic like a cheat yeah but it's not no it's just like sometimes it's like all right which which of these bad things do you want to happen or which of the which of these bad things do you want it to uh to happen to your to your max or uh, or potentially affect their progress later on in the mm-hmm. game it, it is exactly that and 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 i do also like to 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 sort of tackle a different aspect to the time rewind is even using it outside of the dialogues to yes. sort of to deal with some situations yeah, yeah. i actually really liked little clever things like that where you're like how would i solve this problem what if i just went in there and then just rewound yeah like, I, I had a habit of there is a lot of like investigating in this, right? Yes. You're trying mm-hmm. to sort of solve a series of mysteries along the way as well as like what happened to certain people, certain scenarios. Yeah. And so you're doing a little bit of snooping, which I had from an RPing perspective, <laughs> some questions about, which we'll talk about in spoilers. Yeah. And one of the things I would end up doing is like, if I did go in somewhere and sort of was poking around, I would always like got the information I needed. needed. Max remembers that. Rewind everything. Just rewind till it's outside. And it's like, yep. Didn't leave a fucking trace because I was never there. And, it- <laughs> and like learning to use that mechanic, even though I think it was probably unnecessary. I don't think there was any, there was a couple of scenarios where that might have actually been a thing, but yeah. generally it wasn't. But just like, I'm just going to risk it. There's one in particular that sticks in my mind. That yes. there was, there-, there was a specific moment yeah. there, yeah. But it, um, it is cool that like, that it lets you do that though. Because yeah. I mean, it makes sense that you would want to know all this information, but not leave any evidence you were even there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it comes back to that whole thing of uh, when a lot of people were talking. I know we've had conversations. Uh, just in general life about um, Breath of the Wild and how that game makes you feel like you're beating the system when, when really the game is designed that way. Yes. You're like, ha, I figured you out. I beat the game. I've beat the developers. And they're like, well, no, we made it that way. <laughs> it's kind of similar here where you're just like, you're like, ha, I was never there. And they're like, yeah, well, we planned for that. <laughs> That's definitely part of the the whole vibe of the game. We if gave you, you play power. It like that. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's those those aha moments that make you feel really good about yourself. And then you sort of realize, you go, oh, wait, no, that's 
I'm not the I'm not the first person to do that. I'm sure, but but still yeah. feel good. Exactly, you still get that that good endorphin rush, I guess. So, outside of the hook of the rewind mechanic, how do we feel about the general gameplay loop of um of of the game? I, I, essentially, which if I if I'm gonna boil it down, correct me if I'm wrong here. You will enter an area. There will be probably a major puzzle and maybe yeah. a couple of like side things you can do and a lot of people to talk to, and then. You do interact with the right things, and then you'll move on to the next one. Yes. Yeah. I. It's a criticism of the genre more than it is this game necessarily. Yeah. Okay. But because this is an episodic, episodic games that do this, I think, unless you're playing them as they're released, maybe where there's like a couple of months or more between episodes. Yeah. Playing all of this over the courses of a couple of weeks really is what I did, and it does like it ends up being a twenty-hour game of that gameplay loop. It does start to wear me down like it's just the same formula over and over again that that's a big criticism i have yeah i agree to an extent mm-hmm. but challenge I've... me joel <laughs> challenge me on this well no i agree to an extent but i just think once once the story got its hooks into me sure i forgot all about that and i was like i want i, I wasn't like i i'm getting through this to get to the next puzzle area i'm getting through this to get to the next story beat to find out what happened to this character and that was what made me Keep going, especially when I got to a certain point and I ended up basically pulling an all-nighter to finish it because I was like, I gotta I gotta finish it now. Mm-hmm. I can't go to bed on this. So yeah, I, I you're hundred percent right. I, I I find the same thing as well, where you're like, if you boil it down to its purest form, it is just going into an area, looking at something, solving a puzzle, moving on. I mean, most games are. And that's I guess that's true. Yes. It depends on how f- Fun those exactly. mechanics are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As someone who actually, when I played this, this is actually my second time through it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It did wear on me a bit more, but it it's so like, I'm still not convinced even though these games are like, oh, all these choices, all these endings, it's like not really made for full replays. Like I felt bad sometimes mm. I would just be skipping dialogue or like not talking to characters because I was like, no, sorry, but this, this episode's already gone for a couple of hours and right. I want to get through it. The well, that was something even because I want to talk about the pace of the game a little bit as well, but it's hard to talk about because the pace comes down to how fastidious you are as a player ultimately. Yes, exactly, and I'm a completionist dick. So, <laughs> did I, you get the photos? I I got I always got the most of the photos. I was often left with one or two yeah. that I missed, which would frustrate the fuck out of me. <laughs> there was one episode, episode four, actually got all of them. Nice. I was like, I'm pretty happy about that. First time there was like, yes, that was all of them. I didn't miss a goddamn beat there. That made me yep. really happy. But the problem is when you're, when you like, that's a thing as well. When you're, as someone who plays a fair amount of games in my time, you understand, like you can see the matrix. So yeah, you are yeah. looking for those things yes. and you are like, I, I have this checklist that I'm going to check off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it's presented to me like that, I don't want to miss things. And so it slows the game right down where you're talking to everybody, even characters that, you know, it might not be that important to talk to them. There's yeah. a couple of characters in there that really, thinking about it now, I wish I'd never interacted with them once. It right. was a total waste of my time. Yeah. It didn't give me anything or add anything or change anything for me. I still would have got to the same place the same way. The core characters would have been fine and it just it wouldn't have reflected my experience at all. Yeah. And it would have made it potentially more enjoyable because I would have got through it faster. Yeah. Right. And like... Uh, that's may- maybe more... It's more on me, but... Well, I... I thought I got to a point where I really enjoyed just existing in that world mm. for better or worse. I don't know. Like, there were points in that game where I was just like, yeah, I just want to talk to everyone. 
I just want to I mean, I can hang see out and the, have good in interactions. The early episodes, when you yeah, can, when you episode can enjoy. one, I was like yeah. actually loving that. Yeah, but even then, like even in the later episodes, like trying to maybe decipher something. I think in that moment of like with hindsight now, you just like like you said, I probably wouldn't have interacted with that person. But at the moment, in the the time, you were like, okay, cool. I want to talk to everyone. I want to try and gather as much information as I can. And I don't know. That felt right to me, like trying to gather all this information. And there were still things that I missed. Yeah. There's a lot you can miss. Yeah. Like you can just straight up miss. There's, there was, the, there was parts in episode, the last two episodes where you start to feel like the game's starting to wrap up. And so you've got all these side stories and side characters and you feel like I'm having my last conversation with these people I can tell. Mm. And they were so unsatisfying to me. They just didn't right. really, really give me... Yeah, there was there was a very little satisfaction in that. It kind okay. of made me go, ah, oh, just wish I hadn't wasted my time on this. Now, the core story was driving me plenty. Yeah, yeah. those extra things were just like mm, they weren't all that well realized. Or uh, if I'm being honest, a lot of it comes down to the writing being a bit hit and miss for me. Like <laughs> the, I think the dialogue is often okay. There are some really really noticeable exceptions, which we might talk about in spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I. Was really put off by the team team speak by Chloe in particular. Yeah, you got something against using Hella. I will have a lot against using Hella, and they call it out at one point as well about how, yeah, about yeah. that word. And it's like, yeah, but you're still using it. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's yeah. still terrible. This yeah. hasn't stopped. It just doesn't feel genuine at all. And in a game that I need to be connecting with these characters, it felt like a barrier between me and believing these characters. When some of the dialogue is so forced <laughs> and terribly written, like a person who is just sort of has an idea of what a teen talks like, but has never actually been around any. When I'd suggested this to to do this whole idea, I was talking to Karen about it. And I'm like, yeah, we should do Life is Strange. He's like, yeah, it's a great idea. It's a hell of a good idea. It's a hell of a good idea. <laughs> I I uh, like I like I told you about it. And you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And I walked away and I was like, that's going to be number one. That's going to be number <laughs> one thing that comes up. That's going to be that's going to be the the discussion topic. And there, I mean, it's unavoidable, really, in a game yeah. this story-driven. Where it's yep. like that's it, like that's the main thing that you're looking at, like mm-hmm. the story and the characters and the yes. dialogue that carries all of it, and it it doesn't always deliver. But and I'm not trying to defend it here or anything like that. But I think the performances of, of there are some good performances. There of, are of, of of especially some of the characters, Chloe in particular. I think yeah no Ashley Birch is good as Chloe yeah she's I mean I'm I'm a big fan of Ashley Birch in general yeah um and I think she's fantastic in this um and I think she does the best she can with what she's given I I agree with that yeah I don't think Chloe we can talk about Chloe as a character a bit more in spoilers again yeah but I agree with you that Ashley Birch does a good job like she's she's she is a good actress and vocal actress in particular that's taking out what what you think about character the 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 character of Chloe in general I just think in terms of performance wise I think yes were there any other characters stuck out stood out performance wise that you liked particularly there are moments for Max there are moments for Max There 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 are definitely moments um, but yeah, beyond that, Ashley Birch really stands out as the MVP. Yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, when I look, when I look, when you look at the cast list, yeah. she was the name that jumped out at me. If nothing yeah. else, I was like, oh, I know Ashley Birch. Like, yep. so maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Yeah, possibly that might be part of it. I just, but if, it, if I do just look at it from a like thinking about the performance, Chloe just has the most life in her character. Like, yeah. she's just got them, and that partly because Chloe is a 
bigger character than some other characters in the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but Ashley just gives her a yeah. real. There's there's a genuine person in that, yes. and you can feel it. it's just because she's a good performer. It's yeah. impressive to see her go from something like her previous work in something like say Borderlands Two as Tiny Tina, who I love, and that's why I love Ashley Birch because I I love Tiny Tina as a character. Did you she's watch a, Hey Ash, What You Playing? I did, and I did because of Tiny Tina. I oh, went back right. and watched Hey Ash, What You Playing. Because Hey Ash, What You Playing is funny because she is playing a like she's got a voice on for that. Like she is she's playing a really specific character. That's Tiny Tina. It's, it's, the like same a, it's, it's like a, it's voice. like a heightened version of that. A heightened version. It's like a slightly like toned like turned up to eleven. I can't believe version. that's even possible. You know, yeah. Borderlands Two, everything is at eleven. So. Well, because I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, Anthony Birch was a writer on yeah, Borderlands yeah. Two as well. Her brother, and that's what Hey Ashley, what you're playing is as well. So, uh, I think that's, that's. I'm not gonna say that's why she got the role or anything like that because I don't think I that's the I case. Think I think it's fair to say there's a good chance it's, that being having connection to the writer helped. What? Yeah, it's not what you know. It's who it you wasn't. Know. She has talent, but, but there like, was definitely exactly. I think she went in there, but. <laughs> My point Con- is connections help. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah. does. My my point is like going from something like that, and even in Hey Ash, what you playing? He may um, have written that character for her. Like, yeah, and true. Like, like that's every it's, that's possible. I, to be fair, like yeah, seeing the comparisons between that and Hey Ash, what you playing? Yeah, that's probably true. There you go. Um, but yeah, like seeing her go from that to this relatively grounded character. Yeah, yeah. That is like, for you know. In some aspects, quite believable and quite—I don't want to say relatable because mm, I, no, think no, there are, I think there are elements of it. That, yeah, it's yeah. not in the dialogue, though, right? It's, no, it's in the performance. It's yeah. in the actual story, but mm-hmm. it's not in the way she's written. No, no. like that's—but that's what's interesting, right? Because the writing, like I think of Max and that actress, um, doesn't ne- she? She's not bad, but she doesn't transcend the writing the same way that Ashley Birch does. No, so you've got all these like one of my biggest problems was like the inner monologue stuff for Max, right? Every There's so many things you yeah. interact with that have an inner monologue. And the writing of that is like tedious and annoying to the point where I'm like, I wanted to interact with this world and now I don't anymore because just, it's just, just give me the text. irritating. <laughs> yeah, just give I, me the text. Um, I understand that. And so with, yeah, there's, there's a noticeable difference when Ashley, Birch, Ashley Birch's stuff as Chloe is just, there is more the performance which makes that not great dialogue Work yep. a lot better than Max's or most people's stuff, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so we talked about uh, the monologue stuff from it. Well, let's just talk with again. We're going to get more into this in spoilers. How do you feel about the story as it unfolded? You sound like you're invested in that in a big way. I, look, I, I, the first episode, I was. I, I, it's not that I wasn't, but I was <laughs> like, okay, all right. Well, you know, this is. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this is going, and then there, you know, revelations that happen uh, at the end of that. And I think just this, this, again, without saying anything, but like the sting at the end of episode one, I was like, okay, all right. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. And then getting into episode two and <laughs> events that transpire uh, in, in, in towards the end of episode two, I was like, oh boy, okay. And then- It just keeps picking up speed as, yeah. it, as it sort of rolls down. Now. Knowing about repercussions that, that could have occurred. Snowballs, like, you might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, by the time I got like halfway through episode three, I was like, right, I'm in, this is it. <laughs> and I'm finishing episode three and be like, oh, well, it's, uh, 
It's one thirty. Maybe I could play a little bit of episode four and then playing episode four and realizing it was 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, I can't go to bed now. You just powered through all of those. You did. I, yeah. Oh, well, you're a madman. From, from, it wasn't all of episode three. It was about probably from the end of episode three onwards. Oh, my God. You're yeah. a madman. He is, man. right? That is insanity. Uh, look, he's not, he's not denying it. I, no. wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. No, but I would highly not recommend it. But I, I breaks I, between episodes. Yeah, definitely important. I, I don't know. I just, I was like, I have to find out what happens. I couldn't. It just, it got to me to uh, too much by the end of it. It just engrossed me, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find out. Gotta find out. And then I found out, and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I go to bed now and just like have a bit of a sob. Um, but yeah, that's. That's yeah. how it engrossed me. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't know what it was. Something like the setting kind of got me. I mean, like when that the setting kicks in, and like especially particularly when Max like goes out into the hallway and chucks her headphones in, yeah, and the music starts yes. playing. I'm like, okay, I can I can get into this. I agree with you that some of the best storytelling in this game comes from when people aren't talking. Exactly, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily the dialogue that tells the story the best. So for me. I think, yeah, the strongest elements are its setting, as you said, and the theme. So, what the characters are going through is relatable and interesting, relatable to a context. There's a supernatural element to this, obviously, but that just is the 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 biggest story on top of this more intimate story that's going yeah. on. And that stuff, especially Chloe's story and Max's story, if mm-hmm. we're being honest, you know, they're uh, relatable and interesting to explore and work through. But the set dressing for me is like, you talk about that scene the hallway with the music. And that is a great sort of like yeah. intro, right? Basically, it's almost like the opening credit scene for, exactly. the, for the game, right? It literally is. And like, it's a great tone yeah. setter. And it's a great way to introduce you to this world and sort of open the game up and go, yes. okay, this is, this is the vibe we're going for here. Very, very smart and then for me we talked about the dialogue being a problem or the writing the um the set dressing is is incredible the locations are really expertly put together and like i used so well to illustrate a character's personality and inner life with like perfect clarity like max's bedroom or um chloe's bedroom or just chloe's house in general Mm -hmm. or even the diner or there's lots and lots of locations and different people's spaces all said so much about those people. And for me, that was the highlight of the storytelling. Yes. And also and how, to explore they, that. how they evolve as well, especially Max's bedroom as well, mm. to a degree. There, there are things that happen that change Max's bedroom to, a, to a, an extent. Yeah. So and, and seeing how those, yeah, and it's, it's almost like this personal invasion of, of, of things that happen when you're like, when that does go down, you're like, oh, that's awful. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, how could they do that to my... Max's room mm-hmm. like um, the music thing is really interesting as well because I think that was the other thing that hooked me yes. I, I loved the soundtrack is so so damn good um, I ha- love all the last Spotify yeah mm-hmm. me too I, I listened to it like I after I finished it I, there was a period where I was doing a lot of closes at work and I was like while I was counting tills that was my music I would listen to the oh cool Life is Strange soundtrack because it's it's got energy to it, but it's still quite calming and relaxing in a way. And I don't know. Yeah. And but then also have to try and hold back tears as well as certain songs. And because I, re- I, I relate them to certain things. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's almost like, I, I, like you said about being a, an opening credits thing. Each episode does have that opening credits and it, it's a licensed piece of music every time. Mm-hmm. And every time I got to that point, I was, it was great. I, it's the same way I get when I'm watching a TV show and it's, and it has a credit sequence that I really like. Yeah. And I'm like, 
oh, great, yes, here we go. This is it. I'm settling in for another episode now. And it's Yeah, like there are points where you can just like sit and like the music play out. I was going to yes. mention that. And I would Did just you use that? that? Oh, every time. See, I started skipping that after a while because no. I was just like, I don't have time for this shit anymore. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But I would, but I would do I, that instead of the, the character, some of the character stuff. Sure, mm-hmm. which probably was a better choice because... It, yeah, it was a time thing because I actually did like that. Especially the first couple of episodes, I was yeah. doing that a lot and found that to be really good. Um, and like in general, it's a it's a strength of the genre in terms of video games that you do have environments you can explore. Yeah. So making them so detailed and so well, yeah, so so integral to the storytelling is very, very smart. Letting the environment do the storytelling was a, was a really, really strong element of this, I thought. Um, we've talked about the writing already. With the writing though... There, it's fair to say, without going to specifics, that this is a uh, a story with twists and turns. Did you feel that generally these were pulled off well? Did you think they weren't so good? I sort of fall in the middle where I thought some were great and others were pretty awful, depending <laughs> on what they were. I'm pretty... I'm like 50-50. 50-50 yeah. as well? Yeah. I, oh, look, I'm pretty... Gullible, I guess. Like I'm pretty easy to pull the wool over my eyes, especially if I'm getting engrossed by something like that where I'm trying to just invest myself completely in it. I, I will. <laughs> You're along for the ride. Yeah, exactly. And I and I, I I quite like that. So I did have yeah, which I'll, I have things that you know occurred to me, which I'll get into in spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for for the most part, I quite liked it all. I. It might have been a little bit schlocky, I guess, in a way, but I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm can, along for the ride. Yeah, so we can talk about the schlockiness as as we get into spoilers yeah. for like episode, the later episodes, definitely yeah. the later episodes. Um, we've already talked about the environments, but generally, how do you feel about the visual style? We mentioned this is not a super high budget game, yes. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Did it work for you? I, I like what they were. I guess trying to go for, and I, that that sounds really no, mean, but I think that's fair. I like the 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 the, the visual style they were going for. How would you describe it? It's kind of like watercolor. It's kind oh, yeah. of a painterly style. Yeah, yeah, it's in the ballpark of like what they were trying to do with maybe with Skyward Swords, or Skyward Sword, but not as sophisticated. Right, yeah. like it's that. What how it works is sort of this semi cartoon without being like it's not like a Looney Tunes cartoon, but like animated style. Is that you can get away with the low res textures, yes. generally, yeah, absolutely, and still look appealing enough. And I think that's what they did. Like, it's they, not a beautiful game. It's, but it's not, and I think that's what they did. It. They're like, oh, it was a style choice, but I'm like, yeah, it was like. But style is a good choice. It was like, like 60-40. If like, they tried to be ultra realistic, it yeah. would have come off looking like a grey brown mess, probably. The Instead, cracks would have been more obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and especially the character models as well. You try and be ultra realistic with character models, like it takes a lot of it takes a lot of money. And yeah. a lot of a big a big team to make that look good. And like you know, I'm looking at you, Red Dead, and all that kind of thing. Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Just to mention also that. has Ashley, Ashley Birch. I'm uh, gonna get to it one day. I have it. It's sitting it's a there. Very good game. I think I'm gonna love it, and I'm actually really looking forward I to getting to that game. I think you really will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. One last thing. My biggest criticism of all. Okay. All right. And again, settle in. Can maybe be a budget thing, but. If there was one thing I could prove, it could improve about this game, it would be the facial animations. Okay. Yes. And yes. by improve, I mean have any uh, work. Just pardon. Just have them work. Just have them be there. Yeah. There's a. I just want there's a real big one. I'll talk about in spoilers in my second playthrough. But just sucked everything out of the situation. So right. So the writing can be okay, and the performance can be doing all the heavy lifting, and they have to because the characters 
just do they are not so much people as they are fun like fractionally animated mannequins. Um, I don't understand how there wasn't more effort put into the expressions when the story is so much about characters and their relationships with other people and having to feel their emo- like this is an emotional story it's not just like a plot of like epic proportions where there's like a war going on and you're you know you're watching that epic play out this is an intimate character driven story yeah and you're meant to be emotionally invested and if i can't if i'm looking at a a, a mannequin's face yeah like i don't know how i'm meant to be inside that i found that so frustrating and you were saying too about like it, it, this story works sometimes better when the characters aren't saying anything well that's partly that's, why that's it's hard to do that when the characters aren't emoting the way that you yeah. feel like I, those eyebrows just don't be, move yeah they really don't I, I have to imagine it was it must have been sort of budget related right like surely because this isn't effort i mean it was their first video game sort of in this style but not their first game per se. Remember me, look was uh, I think was a pretty big budget game by the looks of things. I mean, yeah, it definitely had money behind it, and then it didn't make that much, unfortunately. <laughs> so that I think that's probably why they went. So they probably hold on, probably let's dial it back a bit for yeah. this one. But um, I mean, without going into, I think they got better in the other Life of Strangers. I in the other, as in the like before the, the storm se- oh, and the prequel and the sequel. Like that's, so that's why I'm thinking it may maybe it was budget related because I think they definitely- I, yeah before the storm definitely I saw a, a, an improvement and I haven't played like two, episode one of two yeah. yet. But from what I can see, I'm like yeah, I think I can. I think I can see the progression and it, the even, money. Even if but money is obviously going to help, but I, you can obviously learn from your mistakes yes. too. I just don't think. I think if you're telling this story, kind of story. And you're wanting people to have an emotional investment. Even you got to put some of that budget into it. I think I wrote here: do a little less wanking over the divine art of photography and get some eyebrows wiggling. That's like, fair. Like put some, That's put some fair. more. Like yeah. put some of that effort you put into that into the facial animation instead. I know it's not a one for one thing, but it's like just felt like the the uh, priorities were off in that yeah. sense. They need they need to be more in that. I think even if the budget wasn't quite there, they kind of lent into it a little bit and was like, "Oh, it's it's a it's a stylistic choice." And it's like, yeah. "Well, no, it's not." That's not stylistic. Unfortunately, not, that's, that's a stylistic no choice. Is yeah. what was taken there. Mm. Um, before we start getting into spoilers, do you have anything else you want to say, non-spoilery? Not really. Not with this game. Like I think no. To go, go to, to go deeper, you got to go. I think yeah, if 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 any of this has sounded more like. Even slightly interesting to you. I think it's worth checking out. You can get the first episode for free. Yes, you can. Uh, on most things. You can play it on mobile. Like, yeah, you can get- I would highly recommend doing that. If you've got a mobile phone, you know, Blizzard asked this question of their fans recently. <laughs> oh, don't don't you guys have phones? Uh, oh, if you've got a mobile phone, there's every chance you can play at least the first episode for free. It's definitely worth playing the first episode for Absolutely. free and, and you'll sort of, you you'll, of it. Yeah, you'll sort of know if you're going to be into mm-hmm. it. Definitely. That. Yeah. I think so for sure. Um, did you guys come prepared with scores at all? Because we give scores on hunting seasons out of five. This is so... Out of five? Out of five, out of generally. Five. Okay. We, we tend to go on a point scale. Imagine this is the original Easy Ally score okay. system. Okay. All, <laughs> all right, right. Cool. Star system. Uh, just I'll, a, just I'll, a score? I'll give mine. Okay. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. It's, right. it's, that's somewhere between decent and excellent in my mind. It's good. It's a little bit better than good. Um, it's not excellent, though. It's missing that polish. It's just... It's, there's enough faults and cracks there to stop yeah. it from truly being excellent. I Honestly, I was also going to go with 3.5 for those reasons. Like, the story's got heart, but it's rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the generous one. I always like to... I, I, I always say the good in things, unfortunately. <laughs> And Someone's I, got to. But I, but I'm glad I, you do. I 100% agree with everything that you've said. And yeah. it, I, it, it doesn't 
take away from the fact that it, this story really... 3.5 is not a bad score. I, I, no, I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> score either. I just think, for me, it's, it's a four in my mind. Okay. Just yeah, because no. I... I don't know. It again. We'll get into it in, in spoilers, but I think that's fair. I think you, the, what you said about the fact that you got to a point and just could not yeah. stop playing, yeah. shows that you were very invested in this game. Maybe a little bit more than Kyra and I were. Yeah. We were happy enough to stop and go. I'll come back to this tomorrow or a couple of days, but, and not feel like that we would. It was desperate to see that next moment. That's what I'm and like that's as a person. It just worked yeah. on you better. That's Th- good. That's what I'm like as a person. Cool. Mm. Before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to remind everyone that if you enjoy what we do here, we'd really appreciate you sharing the podcast with others who you think might also enjoy listening. Uh, this is true of hunting seasons and for dialogue, dialogue options. We really appreciate your positive reviews on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you prefer. But right now, let's talk spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler warning! On this episode, we'll be discussing everything that happens in Life is Strange. This will not include spoilers for Life is Strange Before the Storm or Life is Strange 2. Before listening any further, we recommend playing all of Life is Strange up to this point. If you have not done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You have been warned. Let's talk about our choices first and foremost. Oh, boy. And I just want to start right at the end. So, our final choice. For those who have played the game, there you make a final choice at the end. Do you have to choose between between saving Arcadia Bay from the impending storm, the, the, the storm that's right there, or saving Chloe? I'm going to cheat a little bit because, as I said earlier, this was my second playthrough. But I'm going to use my first final ending. I, I think that's. Well, I want to know what your initial yeah, version. I still was. consider that my my that's, my one. That's your. And that's the true ready. That's the canon version. It's of the canon. It's play. My, the canon Arcadia Bay is destroyed as hell. So you destroyed Arcadia it got Bay. Demolished. So I could save Chloe. What about you, Joel? I made the wrong choice. This is <laughs> Joel, now... Hold on. You're being, I, look, okay, you're look, being a bit unfair here, I, Joel. Look, I, I, again, I know you said we're not talking about <laughs> anything before the storm, but like having hindsight from that now as well on top of everything else. You're, like, oh, like, you're cheating. Spo- spoilers. I've not played those yet. <laughs> no, it's, it's That's interesting. You get... But it's... It's interesting that you're saying that your choice is the wrong choice because of the information you got later. Well, okay, wrong choice is probably the the okay a bit too harsh. I just wanted to be a little bit dramatic. Okay, sure. That's me. You, you know me. and you were. Um, <laughs> yes, Mr. Banks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I I sacrificed Chloe. Sacrificed for Chloe. Bay, oh. and you're a hero, Joel. <laughs> you're a real hero of the people. What did you pick? I Arcadia Pay went up in in a giant tornado. <laughs> yes. I know I'm I I guess in the minority. Like I well, mean in this instance you are, but that's you know, it was, yeah. someone was always gonna be unless we all chose the same one. Exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to I was, this is good content. I just wanted to make good content. <laughs> oh god, no so not true. So I let's talk about why. Okay. Uh Kyron, why'd you choose to let Arcadia Bay burn? So the game, the game tries to pull it on you at the end. It puts you in in the um the diner, right? The mm-hmm. two the two whales diner, wherever it is, and every character is there, basically just giving Max a bigger sort of guilt trip. Mm-hmm. Like you saved me like all these times, and now you're gonna let me die, and blah blah. blah. And like it nearly it nearly turned me. Yeah. But I was like, no, I have spent these five bloody episodes trying to keep Chloe alive. I haven't gotten to this point to be like, nah. So like my, my my max was just at I'm uh, keeping her alive. So you felt made, you felt this. manipulated by the universe, and you were like, "Fuck you, universe! <laughs> I'm not playing your game." 
Not really, yeah, partially, but also just like... that was me. Okay, that, really? That, my, my, it all came down to just being like, I felt all of that. I felt that, that the part, game... Yeah, that part was... But I, my, I also wanted to save Chloe, but that part just pushed me further there. Because that, that diner scene was just... I don't know, it was too much. It, 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 my decision was a little bit meta. It was like... It was legitimately, I could see what the game wanted me to do. It, I could see what it thought was was the right choice. Yes. And that one was, it, I mean, it's the classic um, trolley, trolley problem, problem, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's trying to make you make that choice. And it's like, how about go fuck yourself? Because because one choice theoretically fixes things, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. The, the yeah. idea is that you made a choice and that choice is going to kill thousands of people, right? And it's trying to say you should never have made that choice. If you just didn't make that or didn't have the power to make that choice, it's like the universe gave me this power. It seems unfair that the universe is going to go, yeah, exactly. well, now what are you going to do? It's like, how about fuck you, universe? I'm not playing your dumb game. Say Chloe, Chloe lives. <laughs> you all die. Chloe lives. So, <laughs> because you don't want that and I do now. Fuck you, universe. I'm not playing your game. So I bought into... All of that. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Because, uh, oh. yeah, I got to, I got there and I was like, I've spent this entire game trying to save Chloe. It seems like it's not going to work. In my head, you I know. You gave up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You you're a, you, you gave up. Quit but I was like, quitter. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. I'm sitting, again, sitting in between two <laughs> Slytherins here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's a nice You've been waiting. You're striking now. This is it. <laughs> Um, no, I just, I, I don't know. I, it, the, the stuff in the diner did get to me a little bit because I'm, I'm a big old dumb softy. But so on, I, one part of my diner nearly got to me. Mm-hmm. In particular, like the rest of the characters, like forcing their guilt trips on me. I was like, whatever. Yep. Alyssa, purely because I yeah. did specifically save her <laughs> each episode from things that could happen to her. Well, yeah. she was like, I was like, that's fair. Did you get all of those, by the way? Yes. Yeah, me too. I got all of those. Um, the one that got me a little bit and I felt a bit guilty, like it guilted me a little bit, uh, which plays into another choice from an earlier episode <laughs> is Frank because uh, I I got... What did you do? I stabbed him in the leg. <laughs> Why? I didn't know that there was a way that you could get around that until I got to the end of the episode. I thought that was the, the better of the options oh. was him either getting shot or stabbed. And I was like, well... Uh, I stabbed is a much better. He's still alive. <laughs> so, and then I saw at the end, and it's like you didn't hurt harm Frank. I was like, "Fuck!" God. Did you harm Frank? Uh, in my first playthrough, no, no, me either. But he was fine. Save Chloe didn't hurt Frank. Yeah, yeah. cool. We're no, looking no, pretty good, good, aren't we? It's all good. Uh, I'll the, tell you the, the characters, the side characters that I would have saved. Obviously, Kate. Yeah. Like, I, I can't even to say Kate almost mm-hmm. seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Joyce as well. I, is, yeah. Is, is it Joyce? Is that the... Yeah. The, the, yeah. I feel like I'm getting that wrong because that's Buffy's mum's name what, as well. But Chloe's mum name yeah. is Joyce, yeah? Yeah, it's Joyce. Um, Joyce is a character I sympathise with a lot. Yes. She mm-hmm. didn't seem to have any good options. No. <laughs> and I no. kind of wanted her to be happy. Um, but otherwise... The game couldn't convince me that Katie Bay was worth saving. Otherwise, uh, jo- just- Joyce was the one that act- was another one that actually got to me as well. I was like, I can't do it to Joyce. I don't know why. I just yeah, I, no, I understand. I that. can't. And and and, and combining with like the way that my brain was working at five thirty in the morning after I'd been <laughs> marathoning Life is Strange, uh, like I was like, no, I've tried to save her over and over again. Nothing's gonna work. And. What about Joyce and like oh, all those people that have so much to? Oh, oh my god! And so I got a little bit 
too invested maybe sure yeah that's in, what in, but that, that's what it wanted I, exactly, exactly i bought into everything so congratulations don't nod you pulled the wool over my eyes and sucked me in to um let's talk about episode four then for a second i want to yeah. go through all the major choices yeah um one by one but i want to this one because i feel like it does feed into your final choice somewhat did mm-hmm. you or did you not help chloe to commit suicide or end her own life um, in the alternate universe version. I did. I did also. What about you, Joel? Um, nope. You didn't. I, I reckon there's a direct correlation there. That's interesting. Because I did too. Yeah. And I was like, so you'd think it would That's be really within my ability to kill Chloe because I've already done it once. But the difference was in that version, Chloe was in a situation where she had thought about it a lot yeah she was making a choice about her own quality of life and she like i'm a big believer in voluntary euthanasia in certain circumstances um yes. should be a, a thing that a legal option for people and so as tough as that was and was one of the choice i probably thought about that choice more than i thought about the end choice i'm being honest i okay. i yeah i hung there for a while i was there for a long time mm-hmm. trying to figure out what i really felt about this and neither of them i liked both of them are bad options but i ultimately chose to do it um and it feeds into my final choice because Chloe thinks that she has to die for the sake of everybody else, but she doesn't want to die. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's not her wanting to die. Right. That's not, that is, that is the universe has forced her into a situation that is making her feel like that she has to, that's on her shoulders, on our shoulders. And it's like, now that's different. That's fuck you. Yeah. Whereas the other one felt like consent, informed consent. This one didn't feel like informed consent. It felt like you were being coerced. And that was the difference. Is that what okay. you felt? Uh, on a, in, in a way, yes. Like at the, at the very end of it, like when Chloe is basically having that revelation where you gotta, she- got to let me die. Yeah, it's like, no, I don't. I literally, I have the power to not let you die. Exactly. And you say, let you die. Like, do you is do you want this? Like you, again, in that, in that alternate past, she did and circumstances were different. And uh, she- that that's that's such a hard scenario. Oh, it awful! Was so painful to go through. Um, in in the episode, to get to the end and then have her saying all this stuff, I'm like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to die. I'm going to keep you alive. Joel, why didn't you help her to end her life? I just I couldn't. Yeah, and that's look. That's and fair. like that I was couldn't. that was the and choice I, I had. And, and that's the thing. Like, but we're getting to the end, and that's what I think. You're right. It did impact me. Going well, I saved. I I didn't do it then. Maybe it is the only way, you know, I guess. Yeah. That like Chloe dying has to be, it has to happen in a way. Like because that previous choice, I didn't do it then. If I'd done it in, and maybe Max would like my version of Max was thinking if I'd done it in that version, maybe things wouldn't have, I don't know. Like, do you get what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like, like the, okay, well I avoided it last time and look what happened. I'm I can't, I guess this is the only way. Yeah. So. Did you play, when, Kyron, when you played through the second time, did you like do opposite choices? I went into it going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the opposite. Towards the end, I just found, my, found myself falling back into, I'm like, no, no I, can't do it. I can't do it. I did choose the other ending for my, yeah. for my second playthrough. But towards the end, I just sort of fell back into my patterns from the first playthrough because I couldn't resist. What happens if you don't assist Chloe with her suicide? I still assisted her there. I still, oh, did you? I still couldn't. Do, uh, face with that choice, like knowing, knowing it was my second playthrough. I'm like, I should see the other outcome. No, I'm from no, I'm doing it. I have to do it. From memory, she gets a little upset at you, and I think you still. 
go through the no, you do the photo book before that, don't you? That choice where you look through the photo book. Yeah, you're doing it. Uh, no, I think you're doing it as she's dying in in our version. Well, yeah, you still do it. But she's, she's like, not you've dying. done it, and then you just sort of like going through the photo book. Yeah, as she's dying. I think yeah, it, it, you just go through the photo book, and, and she's just, like pissed at you as you're doing it. Yeah, well, she was a little bit mad at you at first. I think. I think you go through the photo book, and then she's like, "I need you to do this," and I was like, "I can't." And oh. then, yeah, it's heavy. Like it's a, it's such a. This, this, these games, this this season has some heavy stuff that it throws at you. Absolutely. So this, this is the thing. Like I, I'm weird that I like to. It's gonna make me sound really, really weird. But here we go. I like to. I like to feel those things sometimes. He likes so to I, feel emotions. Totally. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 you should see that uh, I'd like I'd have to show you the messages, bro. But the messages that Kyron was getting, I was asleep at the time. Obviously, uh, sure. woke up to. I want to see this like stream of, consciousness. of messages <laughs> of, of the emotional roller coaster I went on over the course of like three or four hours, very very early in the morning one morning. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I I think maybe that's impacted in my choices as well. That I was like, no, I want to. That's the choice I want to make because I want to feel something. I sound like the biggest wanker right now, <laughs> but I don't know. That's that's how I feel about it. I just I I, I like to. I mean, that's my, what this. I mean, we're talking about why you get this four stars and we give it three and a half. If you're just feeling that a little bit more than us potentially, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's yeah. what this game is providing it on a, you know, a very very visceral. Like that's its main goal is ultimately to make you feel something. There were specific songs that that from the soundtrack when I'd listened to them, particularly. Uh, I think it's called Spanish Sahara by Foles, which I think is the one that plays at the end of episode four. Mm. Um, and then there's, oh, I can't remember the name of the other one, but the end of the, the one that plays at the end of episode five, the very end when everything's being resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called like mountain, it's by mountains or something like that. Um, for like two weeks afterwards, every time I'd listen to those songs, I, I'd start to well up. I'd just be like, it's, but, but that's what I mean. I like, I like having that, that reaction. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's go through some of the, the main choices, basically, okay. and just want to see where you guys come up with this. Did you report Nathan or did you hide the truth? Oh, like to the principal? The, the principal, start? yeah. I sold him out. Mm-hmm. Sold him the fuck out. Me yeah. too. Did you make fun of Victoria? Did you confront Victoria? Is this when she's on the step? Yes. When she gets a pain on her? Yes. I helped her. Oh, sorry, didn't say confront. I comforted her. Yeah, so I, I comforted her. Yeah, comforted. Comforted her. Like uh, <laughs> you took a photo of David harassing Kate or did you intervene to help out Kate? Photo. You photoed? You yeah. listened to... Uh... Oh, my, no, no, wait. No, I did intervene. You intervened? Cool. Yeah, you, you, I intervened. These are definitely the original choices, not the second choices. This this one is in my second playthrough, but I know it's my original choice, which we'll, I'll come back to later. Okay, cool. Because there's a reason why I made this choice. Okay. <laughs> in Chloe's bedroom, when David confronts you about the joint, did you blame Chloe? Uh, so, took the blame for Chloe, blame Chloe, stay hidden, or you came out of hiding to intervene? Which one did you do? I came out of hiding. To, to intervene? To, to, get it, to get in there. I hid. 
You did. <laughs> now I've seen the hidden one as well. It's yeah, not it's not great. What happens? Because yeah, I, I I came out to intervene as well. Okay, and it played into a lot of the way that I played the rest of the game. Actually, what happens? Um, David hits her. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. David she, she mouths back a bit and a bit, yep. and he, and and he hits backhands her. And yeah, and I was Sorry. like, it. Like on my that second would have, that it, would have completely painted my. I mean, I was pretty off David anyway. And I don't know. I don't know why. I decided to keep that. I do. I really don't know why. Man, you know what? My whole how I chose to handle the David with um, what's his name, but at the end would have been different if I'd known he was a fucking um, domestic abuser. I would have had him be completely traumatized by that because I ultimately chose to to not have that moment where Chloe was dead. You know, at the end, you know, so you get to say mm. whether you know Chloe's fine or Chloe's dead. Yeah. yeah, and you get he has that whole moment and like kills him or doesn't. I ultimately did it once where he killed him and then reversed it and then left it. He didn't. Yeah. I kind of wish I'd told him that Chloe was dead so he could have fucking stewed in that moment knowing that he hit her. Yeah, That's like that. fucking crap. Again, seeing that in my second playthrough definitely changed how I saw David and I kind of yeah. wish I'd gone back in my first playthrough. Because you you made a point when I was taking these photos of, our, of my decision before we came to record this. You were like, oh my God, you let, you let David kill him? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. That's why. So, you know what's crazy, though, is you let him hit her because you didn't go back and change that. That's why I said I don't know why I left that as my... <laughs> that's that's even that's an even more interesting she has discussion a, to have. Well, like, the, the thing is that Max has that inner monologue where she goes, for some reason, I thought this would impact me later, like impact later on the game, where she's like, oh, man, it's going to have a really bad, like, impact on my grades. And I, <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> oh, no. I, and I was like... You gaming oh, the game. man... Maybe I'm maybe like she's gonna get like expelled or something. No, nah, they again pulled the wool over my eyes, made me feel guilty for it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And also, like, my Max was at that point, like, she was still shy Max, sure, would hide behind her camera and, That's fair. and wouldn't intervene. And Chloe hadn't quite brought that out of her yet. Yeah, my Max was already starting to be emboldened, yeah, she's by like, Chloe, fuck you. yeah. <laughs> I hadn't quite. I don't think my Max had got to that point yet. Sure, in my mind. Uh, this episode two now. You took, told Kate to go to the police, or you told Kate to wait for more proof. What'd you tell her to do? Uh, I I told her to go to the police. Right. So yeah, what were you thinking there by not telling her to go to the police? Telling her that she needed more proof. Were you just trying to protect her in that moment, or I don't know. I think that was maybe the point that her inner, like that 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 brave Max was starting to come out. I was like channeling her inner Veronica Mars. Sure. No, I'm going to solve this mystery. It's my, ch- I'm going to be the one to solve this. This is what I'm going to be sort of like remembered for. Gotcha. I think that's where it started to come out of her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you answer Kate's call at the diner or did you uh, ignore Kate's call? Absolutely answered her call. Answered it. Answered, answered sure. her call. Uh, uh, Chloe's getting pissed at me. I was like, you can get pissed yeah. at me, Chloe. I don't give a shit right and now. And like, I do like that that sort of is dealt with later. Like the, the Kate thing comes up with Chloe. And yeah. She's like, I, mm-hmm. I did like that. Yeah, me too. Yep. Uh, do you try to shoot Frank or you didn't try to shoot Frank? Did not. I mean, I played both scenarios oh, and I ultimately I mean, yeah. didn't because it's way worse if you try to shoot him. And then he's like, you were trying to shoot me. Like he obviously thinks you're more dangerous if you do that. Yeah. How yeah. I tried to shoot you. <laughs> oh, Again. You're Max, not using your rewind powers very well. <laughs> Max, Max was getting to the point where she was a bit too brave. No, and yeah. then she got knocked she, down. So are you, up, are you RPing her at this point? I think a little bit. It's more, not so much RPing her. It's just like... Role playing, by the way. I that always, means people who don't yeah. know role playing. I always sort of... In these sort of games, I'm always like, what would I do in that situation? I don't know. I just... I sort if of I like myself, rewind time. What, what did you think the upside of 
trying to shoot him and then not actually shooting him. Trying to look like a badass, I guess. Because Clobby was like, oh, man, thanks for like... And I was trying to I impress see, Clobby. Uh, I can see intimidation being a thing. Mm-hmm. But Frank is, you know, Frank. Yeah. Hey, here's the big one. Could you save Kate or... Oh, sorry. Did you or didn't you save Kate? Were you able to save Kate, basically? I saved her. Saved Kate. I saved Kate as well. Possibly a highlight of the entire experience for so, me because when all of a sudden your powers are taken away from you, the pressure on that moment is ridiculously high mm-hmm, and yes. you feel it because you're yep. like, my safety net is gone. I get one shot at this. I think I know what I'm trying. I'm uh, going to do here, but maybe I don't. Yeah. Um, I realize I've done all the right things to get to that moment. Thank goodness I'd seen the right pictures yeah. and knew the right answers, but um, or was close enough to guess them anyway. And even if... even. <sighs> It's it's so it does it doesn't I don't think that moment fully settles in until you do see that screen at the end where it says you couldn't save yeah, one you option that. and you're like oh, I could have failed that like yeah. that, that could have had longer repercussions because it, I think maybe even at certain points that even if like maybe she goes over the edge and you're like oh well something will probably save her but it'll just affect me later on exactly but to find out that no like Kate can nope. straight up die there gone yep. Did you, on your second playthrough, let her die? No, I couldn't do it. Because I'd be fascinated to see what the rest of the game looks like without that in it. Me too. There's a a shot right at the end in the... Funeral? Yeah. That's a good point. Where, like, you can see the way they're positioned. Again, because you were saying before about, like, because we play a lot of games, we see the Matrix. Yeah. You can see where characters could have been edited in and out of, of that scene. Yeah. And I was like... That's the point where Kate wouldn't be there. I could, I could definitely see that. I mean, I, I guess that speaks something to the game where, like, I couldn't go back and make the opposite choices in some of That's these hard it, calls. Yeah. Like, no, I, I gotta save Kate. Like, I can't let this happen. For the sake of, I would have, yeah, if I was ever going to play through it again, it would only be to see what the alternate versions would be. It. It's interesting yeah. that that says a lot about the game that it dragged you into, I like, still feeling like, that moment. I'm still saving Kate. Right. Um, did you blame David? Did you blame Nathan? Or did you blame Mr. Jefferson for the reason that Kate was, uh, Nathan. Nathan. I knew it wasn't quite right. It didn't sit right with me. But at the time I was like, nah, fuck Nathan. For me, like it was, he was just the closest person that I could pick to blame based on what I knew. Um, I, at the time I was, yeah, I was, it seemed obvious. Nathan was the person that was giving me the most shit. And I wanted him to get the blame. Yeah. Um, I uh, immediately after I started to, to, to suspect Mr. Jefferson though, as being a problem. Cause yeah. the fact that he was an option, Seemed weird to me. Yeah, it is. It does stand out. That was the first part where I had an inkling. I was like, "What? Why is it here? Like, what?" Well, what? they presented a reason for it, but it doesn't just hold enough water. That, no, like that, that, it wasn't convincing that Max would be that upset by it. And then the the there's like the end credit sequence or the end sort of sequence of episode two shows him and the teacher talking and they're having an argument. I was like, "Something's going on here." Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but I was like, oh, "I think maybe you're actually the problem here." Because thought- then there was that scene also. I think it's in the next episode with him and Victoria. It's like they're really trying to make you think about Mr. Jefferson. Don't don't forget him. He is definitely a player in this story. If it's yes. not obvious why. Yeah, I had the same sort of thoughts as you in episode two and like the ending part. And then I forgot all about it. <laughs> and I was like, no, oh, Jefferson is cool. Oh, wait. Oh, no, Victoria. Oh, she's doing horrible things. I think in my Jefferson. notes, I kept writing. I think in episode four, I was like, I'm waiting for the Mr. Jefferson reveal and I just hope it makes sense. I'm not sure it did. Um, <laughs> it's, it's times like these, in situations like this, I'm glad I'm easy to, to, to fool. It's a good, it's not a bad place to be. To just go for the ride. Exactly. I enjoy it that because that moment in episode four, I yeah. was like, 
Um, yeah. Uh, episode three, Chaos Theory. Did you steal the money or did you leave the money in the principal's desk? This is the money that was going towards um, the handicap fund. I left the money. You left the money? Mm-hmm. I left the money. I also left the money. It was a lot of money, though. And it I, like, was. I, like, I was... I was I was questioning myself. Yeah, I'm me leaving too. it, but that's a lot especially of money. after just I'd threatened in an envelope. Especially says, after I'd threatened Frank, I was it, like, "Oh man, I could I could make this go away now." <laughs> there was a letter later on where they were talking about, "Oh, in the alternate universe, when Chloe wasn't able to go to the school, and it was like, oh, so much for the handicap fund." I was like, "Yeah, I kind of wish I stole that money now." Yeah. But then later on, there was something I mentioned. They're actually making it more. Like handicap sort of yeah. accessible, wheelchair accessible. It's like okay, maybe not so bad. Uh, did you kiss Chloe or did you not kiss Chloe? Kiss Chloe. I kiss Chloe. I kiss Chloe. I want to know your reasonings though. What was in in because I tried both options basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. At that point, it felt like what you were saying earlier about emboldened Max. Mm-hmm. This felt like Max like yes. finding herself, and 100%. it was like it wasn't necessarily a romantic thing. In fact. No. I find that implication that it might be rom- there might have been a romantic thing between Chloe and well, we should talk about that actually. Yeah, I'll talk about this moment first. The kiss was more of like a yeah, I'm going to do this because why not? Because I can and yeah. I feel empowered to do that. 100. percent And and the reaction that Chloe gives seems pretty appropriate. Too. Yeah, I thought She's so like, too. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Max, you sort of got your big boy pants on sort of mm-hmm. now. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also did it for the same reason because it did feel like Max was coming out of a shell at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt right for the story. Yeah. Yeah. So if you say, no, sorry, if you kill Chloe, right? If you let Chloe die at the end of the mm-hmm. last episode, they have a kiss at the end? Yes. That's correct, right? I've only not, I watched that once. Not in mine. Oh, so. Oh, okay. It's That's a, interesting. It's, a, it's like a 2.5. Ending two point five, from oh. what I gather. Because in because when I went back and replayed it that moment, right? Really? I went back and replayed the chapter. They kissed, and I was like, so something Joel did earlier must have changed. I, something. I, I, I did off. look into this, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think there is something that you can do where it does trigger that version of the. Is ending. it is it because of how you were acting towards Warren? Could that maybe have been it? Yes, I think it's because I again just to go to another. Uh, a choice I made later on. I kissed Warren in the diner because I was like, oh. uh, I didn't. I hugged him. Gave him a hug. That's interesting. Yeah. So I feel because I was like, I'm feeling like Warren and I. I was like, yeah, I'd already, I, I, and I committed to Warren as well. I was like, yeah, we'll go to the movies, man. We'll go. I'm really excited. I, I guess he kind of likes me. I don't know. How I feel, but I'll go. Like, I so- see. I resent that they forced me into kissing Chloe then because I t- personally didn't think my story was a romantic one with Chloe. Right, and I, I I can understand if other people maybe do feel that way. But my choices for not kissing Warren up because I wanted to kiss Chloe, it yeah. was because I didn't think that I was necessarily that into Warren or that I was that far along to be kissing Warren. Like it was, so don't force me into a kiss with Chloe. That should be a choice as well, and it wasn't in that alternate version. It mm. was just happened. Yeah, I'm like that's in, that's very presumptuous of the game. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad I let Arcadia Bay die. <laughs> because it's not in my canon version that kiss never happened. Yeah, <laughs> there are thousands of bodies, but we didn't have a forced romance. <laughs> Much better in my eyes. Chloe's entire family's dead, but don't know. Do you feel any different? Do you feel like there was an implied romance there that I missed something for Chloe and Max? For- I, I was on the fence. Honestly, mm-hmm. there were times where I could, like, I could believe it. But was there anything that stood out? 
Uh, in retrospect, I think the pool was trying to go there, but I didn't really yeah. feel it in the pool. Yeah. I didn't feel it either. I, no. I, I just felt that that was like an act of rebellion. Yeah. yeah. That's all I felt. I that was an like, act of being a teenager. Exactly. Just being like... Just breaking into the pool and going for a dip. It was like... Yeah. It's a high school teen movie. Like yeah, breaking exactly. In there. But it's also, I guess some people could see it as the high school teen movie moment of like the two love interests breaking into the... This is why I don't want Damas to listen to this episode until we she's played the game because I want to know what she mm. feels about this and if what choices she makes along the way. Yeah. I'm fascinated to know. Me too. Uh, did you side with David or did you side with Chloe when they're having an argument in the um, at the breakfast table, I think it was? I sided with Chloe. Chloe. I sided with Chloe as well. I saw both options. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They're both interesting choices, but yes. ultimately, even though I didn't see him hit Chloe, I and I thought that David maybe was ultimately doing things for the right reasons quote unquote in a bad way he was a dick and I don't yeah. think that Joyce should be with him so nope. Nope, that nope, nope. and she would she made that choice on her own once she had the information she should know that she'd have that choice yeah exactly did you get Frank's dog Frank's dog hurt or did you keep him from from harm I kept him from harm kept him from harm obviously same here did you even in the alternate no. version <laughs> I saw both versions why I don't know I was just like I just wanted to see if they would actually go through with a like I, did they do it oh yeah he gets run over oh. it's like you hear it happen and then they can't see it because they're behind the other side of the van they're like I hope he's alright but if you come out and look there's a, a, a truck has stopped it's on the other side of the truck you can't see it clearly but the dog is definitely there and people are crowded around like oh my god the dog's dead oh my god yeah the dog died and which would have been interesting to see oh. what like I, I can't imagine that the frank conversation later with out the dog would have worked very well but anyway uh did chloe have david's gun or did frank have david's gun at the end of the episode frank had david's gun chloe had david's gun frank had david's gun in mind i can't remember how this all went down yeah i'm trying to remember how it goes down as well um oh i think she took it from um that's right you can, in the trailer yeah max can find it yeah but i think i put it back I think I, I think what happened was that because Chloe I tried didn't to, need a gun because I tried <laughs> that to, was my thought I don't want Chloe with a gun no because I, I tried to threaten Frank he, with the I tried to shoot him oh you still we had still it. had the gun uh, he didn't have it whereas he had it so else. we had it the whole oh, time okay. so Chloe had it it was in the, the glove box of her car yeah basically gotcha. oh, okay that's a good point yeah so she had it she had it the whole time um yep. okay the next one is dark room. Oh, Did God. you accept Chloe's request? Sorry, so we've already talked just, about this. Sorry, the words, yeah. the words dark room just... <laughs> I did, oh. obviously. Okay, did you let Warren beat up Nathan or did you stop Warren from beating up Nathan? I stopped him. I saw both versions. The beating him up one is very satisfying, but ultimately I stopped him. I wish I hadn't. I Maybe. let him go. Later on, I wish... You let him, you let him keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't... I let him keep going. I didn't let him do it for Warren's sake. That's exactly It was why never for him. Nathan's sake. It was just because I didn't really want Warren to, to go be... Down. That's just... That didn't seem like Warren. It didn't seem like a good... Right. It didn't... Like, he was doing it for us, and I don't think that that... He... Yeah, he... Shouldn't have been on him to do that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but later on, kind of wish, uh, kind of wish I had let that happen because Nathan wasn't redeemable. Anyway, <laughs> no, um, no. Chloe, did Chloe kill Frank? Did Chloe, Chloe wound Frank, or did no one get hurt? No Stand one hurt. the leg. Oh. Uh, it's amazing that Chloe could have killed Frank. I know. That would have been very interesting to see how the rest of the story went if Chloe had killed a person. That would have been. I watched, would like to see that version. I watched the scene play out. Yeah. Of it happening, Chloe does not look okay. No, I mean, she does not look good. I guess why? How, how could you be? She's like, she, like you were saying before about like, there are a few moments where they do do quite visible facial animations. Yeah. And her eyes are like, <laughs> like comically almost, but she's, 
she's not okay with that. And I was like, Jeez. rewind. And <laughs> again, I thought that that was the better of the both options that you had the best of a a couple of bad options sure until i found out it wasn't did victoria believe your warning did victoria not believe your warning or did you just not warn victoria she believed me she believed me she believed me current have you like differentiated on anything yet on my oh my my place choices yeah at this point i think you and i might be spot on the same we might be actually yeah it's interesting we okay interesting uh polaroid polarized um, yep. There's the one big choice we've already talked about, and a bunch of little choices. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, is there are there any little choices in particular like to talk about before we move on? I've got one little choice. That's not really a choice. It's more of like, did you figure? That, did you get um, uh, Nathan's pin code? Because I didn't. I had to use his puck code to get through. I think I had to use the puck code. I, as well. I, I used the puck code. <laughs> yeah, I could not figure out what the was thing crazy. was there. But did you get David's code to his lock? Which one was the lock I code think again? I did. It was the thing was you had to go back through the stuff you found from a previous episode to find it. It was because there was oh. it was like, I found that one. I was really happy with that. Yeah, okay. I was like I didn't have to tamper. I actually was like I think I remember this from the previous episode. Found it in the old stuff and was like ah there yeah. it is and used it. I was like really proud of myself for that one. Nice. Uh, what about you, Joel? Uh, what was the one I was going to bring up? Uh, it was uh, erasing the link to Kate's video. That was on the, the mirror. mirror. Yeah. yeah, I erased it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, uh, part of me was curious to see how that would play out with just leaving it there. But sure. I, d- I couldn't. No. I couldn't do it to Kate. Like, I, was, I know it's not nothing exciting, but I just. I don't know. I'm just interested to see. Kate Kate was hard to ignore. Like, like hard to let her just sort yeah. of suffer. Especially yeah. when we see her drawings mm. later on. I was like, oh, God, she's so lovely. Karen? Okay. Um, mine's, mine's a simple one. And it's more so just a question of, uh, did given his status throughout the, the, the season, as a, uh, how his character was, did you let Frank know the truth about Rachel? Um, Frank know the truth about Rachel. I <laughs> remind me what that was. Which part are we talking about? It's um, it's after you've been in the dark room. Yeah, because you've seen you've seen. The- oh, sorry. Do you tell yep. him that, that Rachel died? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think I did actually. Um, I'm pretty sure I did tell him. I was like, I think he deserves to know. Yeah, that's that was exactly. I was, yeah, I, mean, I, was I told curious. him as well. I, yeah, I, told I him thought he well. deserved to know. Like, yeah, I knew it was going to hurt him, but it was. I think he did, was better off than he knew. Joel, you stabbed him in the leg <laughs> and then in the heart. <laughs> I really did. I really did. What did Frank do to you? I mean, I, he, yeah, Frank was Frank, I guess. Yeah, look, <laughs> Frank's an interesting character. He's, I, I, I don't know, he's that character, again, as someone who is easily had, like, has the wool pulled over their eyes, he is the character that you're most, one of the characters oh, yeah. you're supposed to be like, he's the oh, troublesome this, character. Oh, this drug dealer, he's no good, but he's a drug dealer. Especially with when, like you're, when you're a mile, Heart of mild gold, maybe like. <laughs> he saves dogs from yeah exactly fighting and what's he called what's his dog's name like pompadou uh, pompadou let's go pompadou yeah that was pretty that was cool um, yeah I, I thought he deserved to know i was like yeah I, I broke it down for him and, and i think that's yeah regardless of like i guess the age thing or whatever and whether he genuinely had some sort of feelings for her in a, a, a relationship kind of way mm-hmm. so yeah, it felt right to let him know, I guess. Sure. Um, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but uh, RPing or not RPing, but how did you play Max? We've talked about it becoming sort of more emboldened and so forth. I bring this up because I, at first, was making a really con- 
like a real effort to not have her be a snoop. I felt like that she wasn't somebody who would just mm. go around looking through people's trash and stuff. Like so this, you didn't look at the pregnancy I test? I didn't look at the pregnancy test. And it was like, it was there and I was like, no, that's a real invasion of privacy. And I'm, it's, I don't think Max would cross that line as much as it, like even if I was caught, I could just erase it. I was like, but, th- but Max you, would still do know. Do you need to know that, Max? Do you, yeah. Is that yeah. something that you feel like you would be okay with? That's not relevant to what, your investigations this at isn't, all. Yeah, it's not helping anything that she's trying to do. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, whereas I snooped on some people, but it was like... Did you snoop, just snoop on Veronica? Uh, actually, like, look, like when you're like, yeah, you know, come on then. You can... Early early on, I just like wasn't looking at anything that was like theoretically had a passcode or wasn't plain to see. So if it was like a laptop where there was a screensaver up or the iPad, we'd have to like open it or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I was like, no, that wasn't... Like, that's not something I could just even glance at and look at. Like, that was just a not an option. Right. But then it changed when the stakes changed. When it yeah. started becoming a question of, like, what happened to Kate? And, you like, this ver- person knows. You started yeah. Veronica Marsing it. Yeah. And then it, it, was beca- like- and then it became, like, this is, this is more serious than that. And I do have the power. And I should use that power for the greater good in that sense. It was a situation of, like, needs must. Like, I, I, like I need this information because I want, to, I want to help my friend. I want to solve this mystery for my friend. And you would feel like you were... Yeah, you would be betraying them, or you have the power to, and to not use that for good. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of yep. it changed. Yeah, felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, like, like a mild Robin Hood. Uh, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> a little bit. Different. I think Veronica Mars was closer. Yeah, yeah. I stick, <laughs> stick, yeah, with, I'll Veronica stick Mars. with Veronica Mars. That new Robin Hood film looks trash. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, stop. Don't. <laughs> no, you feel differently. You're into it. I kind of oh, in no. a dumb way. Like I just again switch my brain off. I'll watch it. It's <laughs> dumb. High bar, Joel. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about Chloe? We've talked about like sort of what, how he felt like from a romantic point of view, whether that was there or not. We've talked about performance of Ashley Birch. Chloe as a character is she's difficult, intentionally difficult. I think. Did you like her? Did you not like her? How do you feel about her generally? Chloe has been through some shit. Mm-hmm. So I mean I, I did like her character, like I mean she would grate on my nerves occasionally because that's she's just she yeah I I can't really think of a better way to put it besides like she's been through some horrible things. I think yeah I, I, intentionally difficult mm-hmm. that you described I think is probably yeah. the best way. Both yeah. from she makes herself prickly and the game wants her to be yes hard yes. to you know quantify or like yeah. necessarily. Um, yeah, it's hard to necessarily know whether I liked her or not at the end. My choice on whether to save her or not wasn't necessarily just Aww. to do with how much I liked her. It was to do with my feelings towards the universe at this point. What, what about that scene where you find Rachel's remains oh, in the junkyard? Yeah, that's awful. That it's is just, truly devastating. And Ashley Birch sells that scene. Yeah. It's, and yeah, and it, it breaks really my heart. Uh, what's crazy about that as well is there's a point, like up to that point, you... Rachel could have been a lot of different things. Yes. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't necessarily dead, dead. She was just, she, it was because like they dropped drop enough hints that Rachel could have just left Arcadia Bay. She was trying to get out of Arcadia Bay. And while I didn't think that was likely, she could have still been around. Like yeah. even if she was yeah. like captive, maybe we could still save Rachel. Like we didn't yeah. really know 
what our options were there. But to just find a body in a shallow grave in the junkyard, in the junkyard. is really, really, really... A junkyard that you've been to multiple, multiple times. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and they had spent a bonding moments and like walked around that spot specifically. And it's like she... And, and had conversations about Rachel and, and about Chloe going, I'm going to find her. We're going to leave. It's going to be okay. And you're like, she's... And yeah, it's, right it's, it's really there. grisly. It's really grisly. Especially knowing that like... Like inside the little shed shack thing, you can see the graffiti on the wall where like Chloe was here and Rachel was here. So did you, you know, add to that, by the way? I didn't feel comfortable doing Neither it. Neither did I. I was like, I'm not, it's not right. I did. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Joel. <laughs> it's, I'm glad you're the outlier, Joel. We have such different experiences. I'm here for good content. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's true. It, it does help. Otherwise, uh, it would just be brought me going, I also made that choice. Kyle and I are on the same wavelength. What happened yeah, was, I is I've traveled into the future <laughs> and I've rewound because I was like, this is going to be better oh, content. You bastard. And I've just changed a lens. I did notice the nosebleed. I was wondering why. Yeah, that's yeah. I think about that more, and that so that actually leads into my next little bit, which was one of the biggest problems I had with the game. Ultimately, was actually the Mister Jefferson reveal because the I I didn't like. I thought like there could be a good Mister Jefferson reveal, but it wasn't the one we got where he was just a fucking psycho, which is ultimately what he is. He's just somebody who enjoys fucking these girls over it, it needed to be a little more nuanced than that and that grisly grave because i think nathan's the one that kills her is actually killed rachel right he's it's almost like a copycat isn't it yeah he, he he's sort of trying to to imitate jefferson because jefferson is like a father figure to him right which is why his own jefferson, father's a massive dickhead which is why jefferson takes into his own hands with, with nathan so here's the problem nathan could have been a much more interesting character to act to to Look like to spend time with or to um, dive into, right? Yeah, because he already seems more troubled, more interesting than Mister Jefferson, who's just a plain out psycho. Mm-hmm. And yeah. his monologues and shit that he's doing, where he's yeah. just being a total creep in the dark room, just I just felt so didn't feel earned. Didn't feel earned. Didn't feel well performed, well written. Didn't. It just felt stupid and silly. I will I, actually agree with you there quite yeah. quite wholeheartedly. I didn't didn't hit me at all. It was just like you're just a monster of the week now. You're not a person. The Nathan stuff, well Nathan was a monster, there we were learning more and more about him. And the fact that he was the one that killed Rachel, but we don't get to spend any time with him again after that. And yeah, he's just gone. dive into what happened there. And there's so many things that could have happened, whether it was intentional, whether it wasn't intentional, all these different things. Because the Rachel but finding that body is so key emotionally and then to just sort of go, let's spend the time with the other guy who wasn't even directly yeah. involved in that makes fucking I, zero sense to me. It, it sucks because... Storytelling was just way over the place. When that episode starts, when you, you finish that, I went straight into it. So I went from discovering Rachel's body and then going straight into the dark room. Mm. And I was like, when that happened, I was like, Oh fuck! Here we go. I've been in, like, I've walked around here. Yeah, I know what this place is. I was ready for it, and then he does start to monologue a bit and start to get on. Oh, that was the point where I was like, "Spill the beans." He's going full on, like, on. what syndrome says not to do. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right? I was like, he might as well have been wearing a cape. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. I I agree. I was like, oh, okay, all right. But again, I was very emotional at four thirty in the morning when I got to this point. So, um. I sort of glossed over that a little bit, but looking back on it, yeah, 100% right. It's just too much. Yeah, it just goes over the top of monologuing. And too much. I, I guess they got what they wanted with the, the shock factor at the end of that episode when he mm-hmm. 
when he shoots Chloe and it's just like, ah, see you next episode, guys. You're like, well, I guess I'm surprised. I couldn't and imagine me- having to wait. For the next episode? That. Yeah. That would have killed me. <laughs> it's probably my biggest disappointment with the game the more I think about it. It just, it's a game that's dealt with voluntary euthanasia or committing suicide even. Mm-hmm. It's a game that's dealt with trying to save somebody from committing suicide. It's dealt with domestic violence. It's dealt with... Hardcore bullying. Hardcore bullying, like lots and lots of different... Cyberbullying. ...real things, right? And so to sort of back away from that rise, it's getting to possibly the most real and sort of full-on emotional... Um, you know, it would have been traumatizing, but like an actually interesting place to go. Mm. And then to back away with that and go, and he's just the monster man now. He's the boogeyman. It's... I On one hand, I wonder if they actually had... They were sophisticated enough writers to pull off that Nathan version of... This ending that I want, but I kind of feel like they never intended to do it because they just want their twist. They want that, ah, yeah. oh, it was really Mr. Jefferson. And it's like, but that, but you've foregone a good emotional story, which yeah. is you've been giving me with Max and, and Chloe up to this point and then thrown in, as I said, the boogeyman at the end. It's like, it just, yeah. it's, yeah. a, it's the wrong it, track. It, it does spend most of its time sort of stringing up Nathan and being like, oh, look at Nathan. He sure yeah. is bad news. And, or of course, like there's going to be red herrings and stuff well. like yeah, that. Yeah. But maybe you could have just gone, no, it was Nathan. and But here's why. Like, let's find out that it's not just because he's a spoiled shit. There's more to it. Yeah. You know? And like, find out he's still a horrible person, but there's nuance to that horrible person. And, and that's the thing they they kind of alluded to that, but like you said, they didn't they didn't commit. They to that. suggest it. They never yeah. go all the way there with it. You yeah. just get Mister no, Monologue instead. It's, it's definitely the, one of the, the downsides to it. But I think everything else that happens, I was just again, I sort of I managed to switch that part of my, my that logic part of my brain off and just sort of go for the ride. Since since we're here, there is a part of it I want to talk about. It isn't story related. It is gameplay related, and Ooh, yep. I do not like it. <laughs> yes, and it is the unnecessarily unnecessarily long forced stealth section. Oh my god, what were yep. they thinking? I don't know. It's just it's not good. It's too long of dealing with like like stealth it's sections game, work if there's stealth. Again, it's a game that literally has no action beats in it whatsoever. Yep. The entire yep. game. I mean, never, this thing in there. It's, you are never forced to navigate space with any sort of like precision. And you, and you know mm-hmm. why? Because the controls are not very good. The exactly. Not built for it. Yeah. And it's just it's not what the game is. Yeah. Exactly. And to stealth is hard to pull off at the best of times. Like there are games that are dedicated around stealth that you are need shit at it. Dedicated there mechanics. Are, there are, yeah, there are mm-hmm. games that are great at stealth, but that's because they are dedicated to that. To throw in a stealth mission is to pad out your game and not know how to end it, I think. You have missed the point of your game if you're going to throw that in at the end. And it was already pretty long, so it didn't need to be padded out. Because that element, what they were trying to do there, um, where there's just like this psychological like alternate universe, I don't know how to explain it, this like dream world that Max is in, right, was... Plenty unsettling enough visually as I navigated it normally without having to make it a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it didn't need to be a, a, it didn't need to be a gameplay challenge to get through that. It needed to be challenging because the story and the emotions challenging. Spot, getting ahead of myself in hunting season, we talk about favorite and least favorite episodes, and episode five is my least favorite episode by a mile because of the Mister Jefferson stuff and because of the stealth section. Yep, it okay. is. They are such weak points in the story and they just it feels like they dropped the ball right at the you end. You can even check the diner scene in there, honestly. The diner where they just force the guilt on you. 
Yeah, and that that's part of it too. It just they, it loses its nuance. It tries to, and again, we were talking about how in episode four and five they sort of have your final conversations with these characters, and all of them felt like. And like, and let's sum up your relationship with that person. Let's. It's, there was no nuance to any of they, that. They fell into the trap that a lot of these games do fall into, and they the, most other games will do that from the start, where they'll be like, "Yeah, here's all the things they want to show you what you might have missed out on, yeah. what you what you could what could have been almost." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. Again, I don't know. It's bought into it. Oh no, I'm not saying that necessarily mm. means that you can't enjoy it, but yeah. it's it was an obvious weak point for me. The stealth, the, the stealth stuff was not good, and I didn't like the um the art gallery stuff at all either. It was a bit weird. Yeah, I kind of like that. I liked jumping back through photos <laughs> to try and get. I, I like the yeah. idea of it. Yeah, but like getting to, but but I guess that they, they that's one constant through the whole thing is like. It's an art prize. If you win it, you get to go to San Francisco and or well, Seattle, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, the, the eye, like seeing it is an interesting idea. Like that Max Lodi on the trip is fine. It's more that it just wasn't fun to be in. Like it was a boring, long section of the game that didn't have any emotional impact on me whatsoever. Because and then there you was, jump out. Because there was no one I was around. And like it kind of is a false ending. Like I get that, what they're trying mm. to do there, but it didn't need to be so long. I just I didn't want to be there. I don't know. It wasn't that long for me. Maybe, maybe because again, did you talk to everyone. Yeah, because that, that's, my, that's my, that's my like. That itch. was the point where I was like, that's my own fault. I was, I was going to talk to everyone, but I went to that photo. I was like, I'll go check out my photo first, and then she has a nosebleed and it sort of faints, and I was like. All right, we're carrying on. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Way to Seattle. <laughs> that's what I should have done. It's been real fun. So yeah, I, I yeah, I, you were like so long, and I was like. Oh wait, yeah, I skipped most of that. That's, yeah, like, because you can probably, talk to a lot of people there. You yeah, can true. talk to a lot of people. I, I don't really have anything. Interesting I talked to a few people, and I was, no. and I think maybe I gathered that I was like, oh, you, you're not, you have no, you're of no value. It was reminding me of um, end of Eve, no, not end of Evangelion, the last episode of Evangelion, where just everyone's like applause, congratulations. Yeah, yeah it was like that. There's actually cut, a lot cut, of cut. Evangelion going on towards the end. I think <laughs> just like psychological like trips that you're going on. Well, that's, I mean. I can't speak. I was let you guys. I'm just going to throw this bit of baited meat into the middle and, and see you guys go at it for it. But uh, um, okay, no, no, no. Metaphor. Go on. Yeah, you know I'm. You I know you called me out of my my mixed metaphors before. So don't worry about it. Um, yeah, like the, the other parallel. Like I, I mentioned, Veronica Mars before, which is I saw. I felt a lot of from what I've seen of Veronica Mars anyway. Um, and then there's also a lot of people. And obviously, it's very obvious that the David Lynch. Oh yeah, uh, the peaks, yeah, Twin Peaks stuff. So when you say parallels, I think what you mean is just straight up references. References, like it's like the number plates, the Twin Peaks number plate. The... Some of us number plates are very good, like because there's, yeah. there's not just Twin Peaks. There's a couple other ones which there's I like. an X Files one. Yeah, um, there's one I didn't. I think recognize there's one I didn't recognize yeah. as well. I think they're trying to go for Fire Walk with Me is on the mirror in the diner. Yeah. And what's the band called? In- yeah, well, I didn't what's want the, to say is, it because, it, yeah. Is it I mean, called Firewalk Me? It's not a spoiler. It's, just it's the, the opening of Before the Storm. It's just the band name. The band is called it. Firewalk. Oh, Firewalk. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's like um, a lighter. With, obviously, there's a diner involved. It's got that very small town. It even has that. With, with a dark history vibe to it. Yeah. The supernatural that, layers there. Exactly. Natural layers. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Like, that, that's a great genre. That sort of like small town America gothic stuff they've got going yeah. on. Totally fine with that. 
And I don't even necessarily mind the references sprinkled in there. It's just, it's a little on the nose, but it's fine. Whatever. What did you, what did you, I, I, I mean, I kind of liked it because it was just, it was just weird enough. But when you go back through the corridor and everything's in reverse. Oh, I love that yeah, bit. Very cool. That was fantastic, that bit. Yep. And it was, yeah. That was instantly hearing the conversations yep. going, oh, oh yeah. okay. Very- uh, I've watched Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's that place called? It's not the, the Red Room, is the it? The Lodge. The Lodge. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joel agrees. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. I don't know how to, to pitch watching Twin Peaks because exactly. I've only seen season one and the new stuff. And I never saw season two. I haven't watched season Fire two is long, yet. Like season three is pretty long, but season two is long. Yeah, I loved season three. I loved the the re- Twin three. Peaks: The Return. It's so good. Was I, really look, great. I I watched the first three episodes of like the original. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of into this, but I just didn't get back to it. I'll get back to it. Mm. Try it. Uh, do we have anything else? Any other side notes? Anything we want to talk about before we move on? Nope. Um, no, I, I, I'm reaching, but I can't think of anything. That's yeah. fine. Um, did you have any least or favorite or least favorite episodes? Oh, my least favorite I already said is episode five. My favorite, I think, <coughs> excuse me, was probably episode two. Yeah. Thought that things were ramping up in a nice organic way. The choices were getting harder to make. And then the ending with Kate on the roof, I thought was yeah. probably the highlight of the entire I, game I, for me. I honestly agree. If, episode two is very strong. And yeah, as you said earlier, when we talked about it, fate, like putting you in that situation with Kate and taking away your power. Like, Ma- huge. Every choice you make from there is like, shit. <laughs> and you wonder when it's going to happen again. Yeah. Are you constantly like, and it doesn't really. No, but like, I guess having the doubt there is enough. But it does make you wa- it like, does make you worry that it could be yeah, taken away from you, which is good. Uh, I, th- I I don't know if I can have a least favorite. I I was gonna in my mind I was gonna say episode one, but like I don't. It's not, it's sort of unfair. But it's just like yeah, it's unfair because it's, it's like a it's, set, it's yeah. a pilot. It's the establishing yeah, it's setting stuff up. So, but I mean, if I had to, I'd say that. But I think my favorite episode. I still is, think five is the weaker one. Uh, hearing you guys talk about it and and and, and discuss it, and I still liked parts of in five. The way, don't get me wrong. I, and I still like the parts, some of the parts that you disliked about it as well. But mm-hmm. I think you're you're pretty right. It's um, the it definitely drops the ball a little bit a couple of times and it just it stumbles just around of, on the ground to try to pick it up again. It was just like, oh, we've got to get to a finish line. Exactly. Yeah. Let's get to that finish line like now. Um, mm. I really liked episode four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just if look if I could pick a favorite moment like the end of four and is, that's I think that it's it sticks with me it's the like, Rachel finds Rachel's body yeah it's and just the song and it is yeah. very and, very good and actually yeah, it, Chloe's it, performance is well yeah actually Birch's performance and I almost want to say no spoilers but play before the storm oh, yes <laughs> yes it's so, so hard to just yeah that's actually where I wanted to sort of finish things up what's next if you've played Life is Strange people should play before the storm yeah yep. it's only like it's only three episodes three and episodes, honestly and there's a bonus episode as well yeah. called farewell which if, is, if, if we is talk- that as long as a normal episode farewell or is it shorter no, no, it's, it's, shorter. Like, it's like an hour it's like an epilogue you can yeah. you can blitz through it in like 20 minutes yeah. oh, okay. it's basically it's, like captain spirit was for season two which i haven't played packed with heaps of like. things if you want to really go into the max and chloe early days but like, otherwise you can get to you can finish pretty quickly okay, um, cool. and the interesting thing about about it is that before the storm the the original voice actors of like pretty much all the cast aren't there because it was during the, the um, voice actor strike. Yeah. Um, farewell episode. They're back. Uh, Chloe and Max, uh, Ashley Birch and Hannah Tell, is it? Yeah. T- Hannah Tell, yeah. Yeah. Are back as Chloe and Max. And yeah. I, th- seriously, the, 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 the ones, the, the people that got oh, in yeah. for before the storm though are very, very good. I would, I would say play before the storm because obviously it adds a lot of context. It adds basically all of the stuff to Rachel. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I also honestly think it's tighter, like it being three episodes yep. long. Yeah, that is appealing. When I noticed it was three episodes, like yeah. I, for one, I'm more interested in playing that now because it was five. I would have just gone now. Do you yeah, know exactly. anything about the mechanics of? Only that you've explained to me. I don't. Yep. Think I want to spoil that for people right yeah, no, now. No, no. That's why I was like, I was. Yeah, all I'd say, but if you played this and you were you want more, definitely check out before the story. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, so the question is, what's next for hunting options or hunting? Yeah, hunting options. Hunting options. Mm. Uh, or is it dialogue seasons? Or depend. Um, well, I don't know. Do we want to? Is there a potentially room to talk about Life is Strange two? Maybe is that something you'd be interested Man, in? I'm, I'm playing. I played episode one, and I am invested. It's invested. on my list. I, w- I want to get to it because I, again, I've just I powered through <laughs> season one. Well, sorry, it's not even season one. I don't know. It's season one, isn't it? it? I mean, it's weird because it was no, season one, I but think now it's just, just a complete I've, I've season. Deliberately not called it a season. Yeah, it is. Life is strange because it's, the other one's a, life is strange too. Two. It's a. It's yeah. almost like a, it's a mini series, like a limited yeah. run series. I almost. think people just called it season one out of the telltale habit because that was like, the yeah, habit. Exactly, that was the trend. But it's just like suddenly, like no, and life is strange too was different. Like you, like you both said, and like they've made it obvious. I think in interviews as well, don't know to like this is life is strange two, not season two. Yes. It's the second one. Um, Sequel. But I definitely want to play it. I've heard really good things about the first episode, um, mainly from Kyron, <laughs> um, from other people as well, but we, we talked about it on the show. Um, I think they're touching up like, like the final things on episode two at the moment. Like they're doing some of the last VO, I'm pretty sure. So hopefully we'll get a date maybe around the Game Awards. Oh, that would be, that seems very likely. Shadow Probably drop. A shadow drop. Yeah, that could shadow definitely drop, happen. I think. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Options. You can find more of what we do via our websites, hunting seasons. Sorry, huntingseasonspodcast.com and dialogueoptions.com. Yes. Uh, logo and design work for both of our podcasts comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws. Uh, the Hunting Seasons theme song comes from Jordan Calavis and our bumpers from Lucas Hile of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You guys, uh, your dialogue options, your theme song and bumpers come from you, don't they, Joel? <laughs> Just a DIY job from this guy. It's great stuff. Does your song have a name yet? No, we don't. No, I, we should name you, it. You had a suggestion that you suggested to me. Oh, I don't really? know if I mentioned no. Yeah. Uh, so, and I quite liked it. So, would you, do you remember what it was? I, I I can't remember exactly. I know I know what it was, but I can't remember exactly because I can't remember the exact context. Is yeah. it is it truth, doubt, lie, or something like that? It was truth, doubt, lie. I think it's something like that. And it was the idea that they've because they were dialogue option choices in La Noir, uh, but yeah. most importantly, those options don't exist anymore. No, yep. they they. So I just wanted to sort of honor them. And yep. like truth out lies, like one out to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was always going to tell you about it, but this I, seems to be the amazing. perfect option. Well, that's an avenue of truth out lie. All right, truth <laughs> yeah, out lie remake, by me. They remake, they change. I can't remember they change it's them. It's good to. cop, bad cop, cop, something else. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Middle cop. It actually <laughs> sounds like it might be more clear, and I think that's why they changed it. Yeah, but I kind of felt like those old options needed to be like um, rem- memorialized yeah. somehow. Yeah, I remembered. No, I really liked it. So yeah, I think that's it. Truth out lie by me. Excellent. Uh, you can f- by Joel McDonald. You can find <laughs> myself, Rodrigo Gordis, on Twitter at. B Gordis B G O R D E S Joel. Uh, you can find me at Jolie Mac J O E L Y M A C. You can find me at Lemonman X L E M O N M A N X. Beautiful. So many, why? <laughs> Thank you again for listening. We'll be back uh, on our respective podcasts for a new regular episode soon. Um, on hunting seasons, we're going to be talking about kidding season one next, oh. I believe. Assuming this comes out uh, before oh. that, I think it does. Um, do you have anything particular lined up for your next episode of 
Um, I suppose it depends when you release this episode. Yeah, I mean, we're coming into the pointy end of the year where we're going to be doing like Game of the Year stuff, yes. which you not, I'm not looking forward to. Game of the Year. Oh, has it been that bad a year for games, has it? No, it's, it's been, been too good of a year. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Spoilt. Yeah. I'll tell you what might be good about this year. I'm not sure there's necessarily as clear-cut a winner this year no, as there was true. last year. No. I think last year was decided <laughs> well in advance what was going to be number one. Maybe it was decided in April or March. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we had to d- disqualify it from one of our segments because we d- thought that we knew the answer to it already. So. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to hearing that, actually. Until then, thank you once again for listening. We will see you later. Bye for now. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Player one. Player two. Prepare yourself. Three, two, one. Fight. Dialogue Options Podcast.